How's it going, everybody? I'm Christian Wagner, the Militant Thomist, and I'm with the other Paul. Hello, so how are you doing, the other Paul? I'm doing excellent today. It's actually the best day we're doing now because today is Australia Day. Australia Day. So That's uh, right. tell us a little bit about yourself to, to start out. I shall. I shall. I am a Australian. Sorry, I just knocked something down. I am an Australian Christian and content maker, I guess, with my channel. I do stuff on uh, history and theology and Bible. Um, and I want to get more again into the political stuff, especially in light of stuff that's happening today. There's a lot of really wild things with our country. But um, so, yeah, that um, kind of a church orphan at the moment still trying to find a faithful church that doesn't bow to every dictate of the state. It can be pretty bad down here. Rome. <laughs> well, actually, funnily enough, there's a couple of churches. Um, well, I don't, to be fair, I don't know every Protestant church out there, but a lot of my best mates are Tradcaths. So they, really? they, yeah, yeah. Most of my best mates actually are trad Catholics and um, they, they know a few places that are, pretty pretty based so even in the height of the lockdown um which was a couple months ago now they would uh there would still be like a church or two that would still meet anyway not care about the consequences so th th there's some there's some good ones out there so uh yeah with australia is there like the same sort of like traditional latin mass movement and then i know there's an ordinariate chair in uh in australia and i always love the ordinariate so What's, yes, uh, what's your um, former ecc ecclesial and theological background? I'm assuming reformed. Somewhat, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a, how would I describe it? I don't like to use the word maverick, but I, I guess kind of. Like I'll take, I generally take, generally but not fully take um, a reformed soteriology, although I'm still kind of questioning a couple of the letters of Tulip. Um, and so I'm still kind of, still kind of wading those waters. But I would generally say like a, a loose tentative reformed. Um, but also my main background in particular, which I still hold back to, is Pentecostal or charismatic. Um, so they're like so a, that I hold on to. They're like a Pentecostal to um, reform pipeline because I also was Pentecostal <laughs> and then and then reformed, which seems like an interesting move. But I mean, it also makes sense because it is uh, real. It is real. I've, I've known a few people who've been in that pipeline. Just the nature of um, Pentecost. Sorry, I'm letting everybody know we're live right now, so oh, I yeah, seem well, distracted. So it, it kind of makes sense, um, considering the nature of Pentecostalism, because Pentecostalism uh, is sort of on one end of the spectrum, and then Reformed <laughs> can have the uh, at least the aura of being on the other side of the spectrum of being, yeah yeah um, two two sides of the autistic spectrum <laughs> the, the frozen chosen <laughs> sort of thing is it, it the frozen I'm, chosen I'm, I'm kind is of, real. My, my my kind of thing is weird so like the pipeline will normally will, when people who go down the pipeline and i know a few of them they'll go pentecostal all the way reformed and they may retain like a loose continuationist but other than that they take on the reformed thing but i'm kind of like I'm, I'm kind of get I'm kind of stuck in the middle of the drainage pipe because I still hold yeah. to my like Pentecostal charismatic beliefs on things like gifts and prophecy and all that. So I'm not I'm yeah, not with, like with uh, continuationism. I mean, I I held that straight through from my Pentecostal days to my Reform days to my Anglican days to my Catholic days. I mean, yeah. interestingly enough, if you read 
uh, St. Thomas about uh, prophecy. He'll talk about prophecy happening in his own time as a, a certain prophetic gift distinct from yeah, yeah. the gift of prophecy given to the apostles, which kind of sounds like Wayne Grudem, if you're familiar with yeah. some of his Yeah, work. that's it. I've heard, well, I haven't read a whole ton of him apart from the whole eternal subordination debate, but <laughs> which is that that's a really freaking fun one, not going to lie. But um, but yeah, I do know that he's a little bit of a charismatic kinda. Yeah. So, um, is there kind of the young restless and reform movement in Australia? Oh, not big. There's probably a few, but not 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 very big. I'm I'd... assuming like YouTube got to you guys or something. I don't know. Australia is like the, the outback for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just walk, you just, you just, you just, you just come in on the boat to Australia, land on the shoreline, you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the the kangaroo jumps out, and then you have the wallaby, the wallaby running the around the corner. The butcher the spear, and they try to. <laughs> because you guys were like, uh, you guys were a like a penal colony of the crown, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys are full of a bunch of shenanigans and criminals and, uh, and hooligans. I guess it's uh very dangerous so uh just for everybody watching if uh if you have any questions this is going to be a very 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 as you can see very loose format oh, we're just yeah. going to kind of be let me um, shut the door we're kind of just going to be talking about whatever we want and um if you guys if you guys want to ask questions i'll stop whatever i'm doing and i will well we will answer them i guess if you have mm -hmm. any thoughts so alexander kush says I have been to my second Anglican ordinariate this weekend. Do you guys also pray for the crown down in the Republic or is that just a Commonwealth thing in the ordinariate? Um, for exactly. us, if you look at, this is kind of more of a me question. I'm, I'm not sure whether you know about, uh, you know about Anglican ordinariate practices in the States. No, nah, not really, <laughs> but he called us the Republic. So uh, I guess Ooh. we're kind of cool. We're the like the new Rome or something. We're you know Constantinople's second Rome, Moscow's third Rome, America's fourth Rome. So, <laughs> so for us, um, we pray for the state. Uh, so we'll rather than prayers for the king or prayers for the queen, we'll say God save the state, which is kind of very ominous. Yes. Ew. Rather than gross. saying, Oh God save the save the queen, we'll say, Oh God save the state. Ew. I wish I had my ordinary prayer book somewhere around here it literally says god save the state if, I, yeah. if i'm remembering correctly like, there's the exact like words Vincent's comment that says ooh <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's let's get this up there yeah yes. that's it's kind of cringy i mean like in american <laughs> in american sort of political relations to say god save the state is like a very totalitarian <laughs> sort of okay. way of going about it exactly especially and especially in my attitude these past this past year now with what our government has done like i've, I've grown like a, a very very seething attitude towards our governments to put it very very mildly um and but it, it is ultimately a good thing to for god save the state we can interpret that as well as like god make sure the state doesn't act like an absolute bloody idiot like it does half the time so that's 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 a prayer i can i can get behind so how is uh how is COVID in, in Australia? Like, how are your restrictions to give, to give a little context? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I was in Florida and, um, and now I'm in North Carolina and it's kind of the same way. It's like you go to Walmart, you don't really have to wear a mask. You go to my, my employer doesn't, um, 
doesn't require mat doesn't uh, they require masks but they don't of the employees but they don't require the vaccine Mm. it's kind of just like do whatever you want and uh it's just the american sort of attitude of if you want to die then die but uh (laughs) yeah i don't really believe you i I had covid like what three weeks ago i think i was i lost my taste for like three days and then i had like a 99.5 fever and then some sniffles for a day so it's like that's how COVID that's was hard, for me. Bro. Bro, I know, like, it was very difficult. Deadliest bro, virus you ever. Killed, you could have killed grandma, bro. <laughs> to kill your grandma. Yeah, I could have killed you your grandma. You want grandma, bro? <laughs> so, I'm, personally, I'm personally like, I'm, I'm graced. I don't think I've gotten it. Although then again, I don't know for sure because like most people, well, I don't want to get your YouTube nuked, but most people <laughs> get it and never realize it. Um, so yeah. But I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of personally waiting until the Sigma variant, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna contract that as much as I can. <laughs> I'm gonna have Sigma like a variant. Sigma variant party with all the boys, so that we can all we can all get it. So for uh, so for you guys, like, what are the what are the rules like? Like, what do what do you guys have to do? Yeah. So it really depends on the period, and like the United States, it does depend on the state. Although they you guys it, have it states. Does depend on the states. So yeah, we have we have, well we have states, um, but they're not. They, they, they can do things semi-autonomously, not probably not as autonomously as the United States, but um, in particular with the COVID policy now, they've been quite autonomous. So, for example, New South Wales now is more or less open again right now, but the state of Victoria to our south is a Soviet republic. Um, ah. It is really, really bad down there. So with us, the history for my state of New South Wales, sorry, is that COVID started, some basic things came in like, QR code check-ins and masks required. Ooh, Q- QR code check-ins. Yeah. QR what, code. what is well, that? Well, it started, it's, I think it just started with just like signing in on a pen and paper, but then, to, then they put in a QR code system. What yeah. are you signing in? What are you signing in for? Just to, just to get, just to get into establishments. Like Wait, what? They, they have like sign-in sheets? Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. Q- oh, QR yeah. codes. Okay. Explain it's, to me QR codes. It's like, do you have a personal QR code? You like no, tattooed no, no. on so, your arm or so something? So every store, how it works is that, and this is still happening today, although enforcement by the grace of God is not bad, and I'll get to that. And so every place would have a sign-up sheet or a or a QR code thing on the store that for that store, so that you scan it with your phone, and then it brings up the New South Wales Government Health app. You sign into it, and it just basically says that you are here at this time. And they use that for contact tracing, of course. So if someone's infected and they're at a certain place, they can see who else was there and like, hey, you, you've been in contact with this person at this time. Uh, we recommend you isolate, blah, 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 get a test and all that stuff. Um, so there's that. But if you don't want a QR code, they do have just a sign-in sheet where you can put in your name and number. Although, of course, they don't exactly um, give you a call to check that out. So uh, I'll just say that. So that's why I prefer, that's why many people prefer just, just signing in with pen and paper because... It's not exactly uh, the most uh, falsifiable, <laughs> yeah. not exactly the most easy to check up thing. So that, that's been the case for the last, bloody hell, for since 2020-ish. Um, it, was, it was briefly gone at the towards the middle to end of last month, but then schizophrenically they brought it back just a, just a couple of weeks ago in January. Um, but the worst part was when in mid-2021, they brought on a hard lockdown, like vast majority of places shut down, only go out for essential, like for exercise and only for a few hours a day, only go out for essentials, quote unquote, like shopping and all that. And this included the mass closure of churches. Do they enforce this? 
Yes. Well, they Ow. tried. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They would enforce it, but at the same time, they relied on the sheepish mentality of the people to do most of the enforcing for them because they only yeah. have so many cops to do so much. And unfortunately, that was quite effective. Most places and people just like that shut down, including the vast majority of churches, which to me just showed the vast, absolute pathetic state of cowardice and in many cases apostasy, in my opinion, to, to churches today because to willingly shut down your church at the hands of the government like that at a whim. To me, that's that's that borders on apostasy. Um, yeah, with just how they how they how they prefer the submission to the state over the worship of the Lord, which is just just that's, pure evil. That's so crazy. That that like happened. for us, we had um I was before when I was in high school, I was living in uh, what we call the People's Republic of, of Maryland, but it sounds <laughs> a lot worse where, where you're from. But um I, I they had a lockdown which was basically like a strong suggestion you don't go out after 8 p.m and that you only go to work and like essential stuff groceries and stuff like that but nobody enforced it nobody really cared well yeah uh, my mom tried to tried to make me um tried to make me do it because i kind of moved back home briefly during college uh during the covid stuff lock for our but, it, but it's like nobody really cared like it's it's really interesting um in america I'm, i don't know if it's the same way in australia but in some it depending on where you are covid may or may not exist like depending <laughs> on how the people act about it like in florida like <laughs> nobody cared nobody cared uh, nobody cared about the pandemic that wasn't hmm. that wasn't anything that anybody cared about in florida so th the pandemic could could well have not existed Nobody really yeah, know about it. Like a few people, you would get like their their grandmothers or mothers or aunts or uncles would get it a serious case, which is seems to me at least to be pretty rare, and they would uh, pass away from it. But that's about all you would all you would hear about it. And then mm -hmm. in other places, like you go to the cities, like uh, like New York or or stuff like that, like they're still hardcore. Like they're frozen in like March of twenty twenty. Wow. It, it's super it's super weird america it's very but i mean we also have a very decentralized um tradition when it comes yeah to your benefit in this company. case honestly okay. and um and with us with new south wales um so what happened they ended the hard lockdown uh when when was that around i want to say around september or october only for the fully vaccinated so oh. if you were not fully vaccinated, you were still on a pretty hectic lockdown, not as tough, but still very tough. Whereas the, vac the fully vaccinated, so long as they proved the vaccination status, were allowed to go out and do most things, like most shops and all that were all open. Um, and many churches, unfortunately, went along with that too. And that solidified in my mind. Like if I saw a church that would actually enforce that, that if you're not fully vaccinated, and you, you then you can't come in. You can't come you're, into work. You're refusing the sacraments to somebody well, yeah, that, well, based well, on their vaccination it, yeah. status. Well, well, here's the thing: like Catholic churches are especially adamant against it because, as far as I'm aware, that's literally against canon law to turn someone away. Yeah, um, yeah. So, vaccines, according and, to canon law, is not enforced. Uh, that's it. Yeah, enforced. And, it's a matter and, of con and, personal conscience. That's it. But, but then looking looking at the churches I know in my low church Protestant context, with many of mm -hmm. them willingly turning away people for vaccination status or holding separate services, in my opinion, I was like, okay, whoever's making those decisions, that, that church is apostate. Not every individual yeah. within it, but I genuinely, and I still firmly hold it today, that a church leadership that willingly enforces that is apostate, no doubt about it. I, they yeah. need to come to repentance. Um, so but, we have, uh, 
we have Vincent. Uh, I forgot that he was from Sweden, but uh, he said we've been having it pretty chill in Sweden. They mm. mostly rely on public okay. quote recommendations end quote, which of course the Swede blindly obeys to. Yeah, yeah I, I'm Sweden. guessing because like when you get in areas like Sweden, I mean we don't. I, I don't know how how multicultural is Australia. Depends on the area. Where I am in Sydney, especially in Western Sydney, very multicultural. So uh, my specific area is very Indian and Sri Lankan. Um, uh-huh. But there's also just a little bit further away from me, you'll get my other people because I'm actually I'm actually half Lebanese myself. And a little bit further away from me, you'll get the Lebanese, Arabs, um, all, all, all that jazz, which is my yeah. favorite area. And the best part was that even during the hard lockdown, they were very much less compliant to the po- to the point where they would actually focused police and even military forces to keep things in force on the streets over there. But eventually, <laughs> eventually they gave up. And by the time they partially opened up for the fully vaccinated only, um, I would even go out with my mates down uh, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully vaccinated. I'm not vaxxed at all myself. And yet yeah. I would, they would all the, the stores down there, the vast majority of stores down in that area where a bunch of my mates live, even, even in the time where only the fully vaccinated were allowed by the government to do things, they wouldn't care at all. Me and my mates went down to, do you know? Do you know what an aguila is? No, not at all. The the hookah, Lighten the me. big the big smoking pipe with the with the tubes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we went down to a we went a to, down bar. to a, we went down to an aguila cafe and we, and we had an aguila. They didn't they didn't check us at all. This is the time when only fully vaccinated were that. They didn't care. We just walked straight in, not even a QR code or a sign in or anything. Yeah. Walk straight in, having to have an aguila, then go to the charcoal chicken place uh, next door. Next same deal. And that, that area, it's, it's very low socioeconomic and like, you know, there's, there's gang business and all that, but yeah. it's very ethnic and very chill. The, the, the entire economy is more or less like half underground, um, like cash in hand kind of stuff. So enforcement there was nigh impossible, which made yeah, it yeah. more or less a paradise. And it still yeah. kind of is now since they, um, by the end of December, mid-December, they dropped everything, almost everything except for QR code sign-ins, which most places don't even enforce anyway. For a long time, many places just don't even enforce QR codes, but they, they, they dropped everything like mask mandates, for example, masks were required for a bit in December and they allowed the fully vaccinated back into common society for same rights as the, (laughs) sorry, the unvaccinated, they allowed back into society for, well, legally, officially, whereas many of them just didn't give a crap anyway, but they would try to enforce it. Yeah. Um, And so they officially allowed that all open up again um, with minimal things like the QR codes and sign-ins still, again, most people wouldn't enforce it. But then they schizophrenically bring back in early January uh, mask requirements for most stores and for public transport. Uh, so yeah, that's that's still the case right now. But uh, most people, many people, unfortunately, most people go for it anyway. But many people don't care, including myself. And many places just don't even tell you to put it on. They just won't care. Yeah. My point <laughs> Unless with there's uh, a cop nearby, then maybe. But other than that, yeah. My point with asking about the multicultural status of Australia was that like in mon- in uh, monocultural uh, societies, you get that social trust and, um, and obedience is mm-hmm. really uh, mm-hmm. a much higher, higher virtue and it's practiced more universally. So Sweden and uh, other Scandinavian countries that make sense that there's a blind obedience where areas mm-hmm. like uh, the United States and Australia, it's, it has to be more enforced. So there's a question yeah, for it. you from Alexander. So um, Ooh, yes. how often do you see Sydney funnel web spiders, huntsman spiders? What? 
just before I get to that, I'll say that the multicultural <laughs> thing, you're bang on the money. My, my, my area, my multicultural area is the least compliant by far. And also it just so happens that in our same-sex marriage uh, national referendum, we were the only one of the, we were the only region that voted majority no against same-sex marriage. Based, <laughs> based, and Christ pilled. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why my area is great, and we were the least compliant. There'd still be compliance here and there, but like least compliant, so it's the best for us. Whereas the very white upper class areas are absolute hell. But um, anyway, on on this uh, Sydney funnel web spiders, I don't see them much. Huntsman spiders, I do see every now and then. It's not as common as people would think, but it is. It, it does. It does. It's. 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 Well, I guess it's kind of common to see them. We'll get little. We'll get like the little spiders. We see a lot of very little spiders, even in the house. Um, but so is there a thing yeah. with uh, spiders in Australia that I don't know about? There's a thing with just killer animals. Um, like if you just if you just go just go into the outback, take a photo anywhere, and there's about a thousand species in that photo that can kill you interesting um yeah america's not like that we might have like a dog that could uh kill you we have occasional black oh, bears come through yeah you you guys have like dingoes stealing babies and, and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> Which Bingo is got me about. yeah i i don't know the background of that story but i know that's a common saying and i'm assuming it's coming from australia <laughs> that's from us that's from us. The story behind that's really bizarre because it was assumed that woman was long, was actually in prison for a while because they believed that she herself actually murdered her baby and yeah. just made up a dingo story. Um, but eventually, I think she was uh, vindicated. Um, over here, Soto marriage was voted to be unconstitutional by referendum. They still try, unfortunately. Where's Where's over here for you? That's That's pretty based. Yeah, where Where are you? I'm assuming somewhere in Eastern Europe or the Middle East. If uh, if I had to guess, because even here, side of my marriage was in my in my memory. I, I remember that Croatia, Croatia, yeah. oh, based Croatia. Yeah. I suspected that. I suspected that. A, a, a few of my best mates, also traditionalist Catholics, and they're Croatians, and I love Croatians. Yes, you're Balkan. That, that it's like of, you that's... you have like the Croatia, you have um, Poland, you have uh, yeah. what's what's the other one? There's Serbia, Serbia. Bosnia. Yeah, all um, those countries which lived under communism, they like, they, know. they know. Croatia plus pl Croatia is is like look minus three points for being Balkan, but plus another five for being based. <laughs> what is what is this screen share? Share screen. I'm trying to find out a way how to look through John Politis's um <laughs> stuff. I was gonna ask how this is gonna work. Did you like get like screenshots of it or oh no, I didn't I didn't oh. at all. I I'm just I'm just running running by uh by faith on here. I think because I have a Mac, if I have two if I have two tab thingies. Ooh, Ew. That, ew. What do you what do you use? Mac is based. I'm on a I'm on a base Windows gaming computer. <laughs> my uh my brother in law is in all this uh all this gamer stuff. I've never been a gamer, if if you guys can't tell. I I've you just sound like a gamer. <laughs> I do, and I look like one too. These are his yeah, headphones, actually. You have a gaming chair. Every, I swear everyone has the gaming chair. Yeah, no, I don't. That, I just have this true. that's that's the gaming chair. I just have this like plain old IKEA office chair. Yeah, this is you guys have IKEA over there, man. This is like yeah, we have new IKEA. revelations. New I actually, revelations I actually, for me. IKEA is like childhood for me. I actually love it. 
Okay, let me let me look. What was that? Oh, that was the one with Michael Hall, where he talked about philosophy. Mm. Okay, let's get all the way over there to the live live stream reply. <laughs> this is okay. I will figure out how to do this, great. guys. I promise. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. Okay, no, Chad so share, share, Chad IKEA chair versus Virgin Gamer chair. Oh, <laughs> The, the the virgin the virgin modular assembles assemblage furniture versus the chad carved out of one oak tree yeah i have um <laughs> back there that's an ikea um it's an ikea bookshelf with my corpus Thomisticum. i think i think there. your bookshelf is like exactly the same as mine but like i have a few bookshelves that are exactly like that but i think they're another row taller okay share screen uh, Google Chrome would like to record this computer screen. Grant access. Thank what you, NSA. Very cool. Yes. Grant access. Okay. <laughs> Privacy. It's not letting me. <laughs> well, if, it's, if, if it's not letting you share, it might be because... Entire I'm... screen, window, Chrome tab. Oh, I can open up another Chrome tab. Yep. And if anybody in the, if anybody watching now would like to help me and explain to, to me, that would be great. I'd have to like send an article to me on how to do this. Because in the future, I'd like to do responses to videos. So it should just be as simple as I do this exact thing. It should be just as simple as share screen, you hit share screen. And then you have the different tabs where you have like entire screen or window, or maybe it shows like Chrome tab show or just let you show a specific tab. Although I, I, I just do like a window myself, open up a separate window and then you just click on one of them and you hit share and it should be that simple. Okay, I'm getting to the the right part of the stream. Alt F4 Boomer Tech. Alt F4. I have... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Actually, I think the thing that might be preventing you, um, try deleting System32. That might help you. Share. That work? That works. We got it, boys. That works. We see it. Okay, how do I <laughs> zoom in now? Command plus, command plus, command plus. No, oh wait. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Ooh. Oh yeah, Father James is here. Is Father James here? He's here. He's in the chat. Oh, that's based. Okay. Oh, there we go. I love up. my I love my comment militant info wars. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a loading thing right there on on Aaron's. Okay. And, and nobody can see this. Can any of you guys see this? Okay, it's good enough for me. I I can see it, and that that should mean that everyone can see it. Okay, let's uh let's uh, answer a question father, right now. <laughs> Who is more Catholic, Father James Gad or Father James Martin? <laughs> this is a difficult question. I mean, Father James in Father James Gad. I mean, in your uh, in your theology, you're certainly more Catholic than Father James Martin. But oh, in uh, in your ecclesial preferences, he's a he's a um, uh, Reformed Episcopal Church. I don't know if you know what that is. That's a kind of Anglican. It, well, it is Anglican. It's just not part so of the Anglican, communion. but extra gay. 
No, Anglican, but not gay. Oh, one okay. of the, one of the few not gay Anglicans. That's right, right. Yeah, yeah, Reformed Episcopal. Okay, so Isn't let's get society into Society of Jesuits. Jesus, sorry, sorry, Society of Jesus. Society of Jesuits. Yes, he is. He is the Society of Jesuits. Okay, there we go. He lives in a society. Okay, this is this is kind of weird because it's not letting me see all of the. Do I need uh, to worship Pachamama to be more Catholic? <laughs> I've, you know what? I don't even do stuff like, uh, like Pachamama. I, I, I mean, not. <laughs> that, that was Mama. a weird statement. That was a weird statement. I um. <laughs> oh no! I, I do not um. I do not do responses to stuff like Pachamama. I oh not even I don't even go there. <laughs> okay. So let's Pacho see. He's not in yet. Okay, let's go eight minutes in. He's he's not in yet. Oh crap, what the Okay. There he is. There he is. This group rejects ordination of women and rejects gay clergy and gay marriage so you guys do you guys um you you guys probably don't uh don't have the continuum in australia do you continuing anglican churches what are they i'm I'm not familiar with them so in um in 1976 uh what happened is there was the uh the famous uh synod of um Episcopal bishops where they started the the road. No, no, 1978. They started the road down to apostasy by making the new prayer book and uh, agreeing mm. with the ordination of women to the priesthood. Ew. So uh, since all this stuff was happening, there was a group that broke off and became the continuing Anglicans. They said oh, they were continuing okay. the Anglican faith outside of the Anglican communion and didn't need to be in union with Canterbury. So that's where oh, wow. that's where he's coming from for some context <laughs> To you, um, to you, non, uh, Angloids, non Angloids, as well, American Angloids. <laughs> so he's, uh, so a little background story to, uh, John Politis. I was Orthodox, then Roman Catholic, and now Anglo Catholic in a continuing Anglican church, the Anglican Catholic Church, under Bishop Mark Haverland in the USA and Bishop Damien Mead in the UK. Yeah, Bishop mm-hmm. Mark Haverland, um, I know him. So he left the Roman Church because of mandatory celibacy, and that I have to accept Leo the Thirteenth bull that uh, Anglican orders are invalid. If I could not accept these claims, then I could no longer be Catholic. So what do you what do you think about mandatory celibacy? Like, do you um, think that's well? Like, I'm against the, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a bit weird because I'm an ordinary. I mean, you have, you have, I'm you have, you have a bit of freedom to because, like, as far as I'm aware, it's just a disciplinary thing, isn't it? Like, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm saying that's the main so, point of why, yeah. like, using that like mandatory celibacy as an example of an argument against Catholicism. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of weird. Stupid. Like, of all the reasons, I can think of twelve thousand reasons he could get out for, but like, that's like the weirdest one, especially if, like, as a Roman Catholic, you claim to accept the authority of well just the fact that it is the church and if the church and its magisterium declares hey these guys aren't valid then you Mm. can't exactly just reject that i mean it kind of shows that where his loyalties were at the outset i guess yeah not that i'm defending him i think hey good good on him for leaving the 
the the, the horror, horror of Babylon, Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> the anti but the it's, chair it's, of the Antichrist. It's not the strongest reason, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it, it's basically a um, it's a discipline. It's not practiced in the entire church. The discipline is relaxed in some cases in the ordinariate. The um, the discipline in the Eastern Catholic churches isn't even upheld. So it's like, it's not a really a good reason. You could just say that, okay, I don't agree with the prudence necessarily of this decision. And that's kind of where I'm at right now with right. Uh, clerical celibacy is I see historically the, uh, the, the prudence behind it. But um, I think in our current context that there needs to be a re uh, it's not so weird when you consider that scripture explicitly allows it and Rome bans it. So, uh, Father James, uh, um, when it comes to uh, biblical, the relationship between biblical law and uh, and disciplines and uh, the continuing disciplines of the church, uh, not necessarily do we follow every single biblical discipline. For example, uh, in Scripture, they they met daily with the breaking of bread. But I'm sure in uh, in your Anglican parish, you do not break bread daily in the in the Holy Eucharist. I'm sure also you don't meet in uh, your house unless you do meet in your house. I've seen weirder things among Anglicans. So it's uh, those are those are various disciplines of the church, which not do not necessarily bind all ages, but are up to the prudence of how the church is going to uh, decide. Mm. Well, yeah, with that said, with. Like, I guess for I guess for me when I look at it again, it depends on what reasons, like why he thinks that's so significant. If it's just like, oh, I don't like that discipline, then that would be a pretty weak reason. But I don't think he's a priest he, either. If he echoes if John well, if John rather, John um echoes my my thing well, where I believe that it's a very wrong decision, not just pre well, <clears throat> mainly prudentially, but for a very deep one in that I believe that the well the the the, the office of the overseer, if you will, generally speaking is is one of a of a father over over a parish and paul himself uh, applies like compares those things where if uh, if an overseer is not able to manage his own household how can he manage the household of god and of course that's talking about poorly managed households versus managing and not managing but i think the relation there is very strong that at, at bare minimum i would have that as a as a myself at least i would have that as a as a default really requirement if anything for a for a priest if you will yeah to actually be married that would be my that'd be my thing so if that was john's reasoning i'd sympathize with it but it, i guess it i guess it depends on whether that um that prudential thing was actually declared infallibly was it uh no because it's a it's a matter of prudence well, so we go. may say that uh we, we can't say that the church habitually errors in matters of prudence, but we can say that there's basically better options. Like, let's say uh, yeah. you're, you're, the Pope says you have to be 14 years old to receive confirmation. I could be like, well, I don't think that, I think that 10 years old might be better to receive confirmation. It's yeah. one of those things. And from the fact that the church relaxes the law and then there's a whole, uh, area of the church in the east which doesn't practice clerical mm. celibacy in the eastern catholic union churches yeah it's shown pretty well that this isn't yeah. this isn't so essential that uh you're gonna burn yeah. somebody at the stake for yeah for, um, i'm i'm hoping that he's just, he's just being very he's just simplifying his story a lot and that 
at least in my case, where I'll, just I would clerical celibacy. It's like making it like I hope that's just a super simplification <laughs> because where I can imagine that it would be a fair point is where he ends up saying, well, hang on, Rome does this on a pattern where they enforce these disciplinary, these very context-specific yeah. disciplinary things across on everyone, in which case they would get him questioning the role of Rome and then down the rabbit hole and then eventually leaving, in which case I'd say, yeah, good on you. Um, but but yeah, if, if that's really the height of it, it's not <laughs> the firmest foundation. Okay, now let's... Uh, more interesting parts of his uh, story... So that is why I became Anglo-Catholic. Newman in reverse. I will, <laughs> I will die an Anglo-Catholic. Newman was wrong. I will die an Anglo-Catholic. It's very confident. Okay. Anglicos e thanatos. Yes. I will Anglican die. Anglican or death. Yes. So papal Sorry, supremacy was imposed for the first time in 1054. And it failed in the Greek church. They kicked the Pope out. Papal supremacy was imposed for the first time in England. In 1066 on England, it succeeded. So how much background do you have in uh, church history? Um, ancient church history, I'm pretty confident at. Like, especially like the first two, maybe three centuries. And then somewhat in the fourth century. Um, yeah, would I'm, you be my... comfortable saying that there was uh, no impositions of papal supremacy during this time. Like, even if you would say faulty, like uh, Pope Stephen and uh, kicking out the Eastern yeah. churches I, for I, the dating of Easter. I would say that there were attempts for that, like Stephen, for example, and when the, and possibly with the Court of Decimate controversy. I did it. I actually did a small documentary on that on my channel. Um, and, but, uh, but with the Court of Decimate controversy, I guess it depends on, it depends on the, the frame of mind that we're coming, that we're assuming that they have, because, one way to think of it is that assuming the frame of mind where Rome either asserts its authority or not, then it does clearly appear that Victor is trying to assert a universal authority of Rome. But then if we come, there's another perspective I've kind of entertained where it's like the, the, the otherwise semi-autonomous, if not totally autonomous, independent churches of different regions, they kind of considered each other like in, in a way, kind of like friends in a, in a, in a group of friends. And then yeah. sometimes in a, in a moment of crisis, for example, one friend might say, all right, that, that's it. This guy's out of the group. Like, mm. it's not that he formally recognizes himself to have some kind of authority, but that he believes that something a guy did was so blatantly bad that they're just by the nature of that thing on itself, just out of the group. So on that perspective, it's possible that Victor just considered that the that the East or the Asia Minor excommunicated itself for what it did not necessarily because of his authority, but yeah. nonetheless, I can, I can, I can be okay with him thinking that because in that but case, what we can, what we can agree on is it wasn't just like 1054 Pope tried yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Tried to well, have yeah. universal supremacy and then Greek church instantly Steve, left and rejected it. Stephen like is 1054 is kind Stephen's of like definitely clearer. He had a lot of opposition to him, yeah. but Stephen was definitely clearer in his claims. Like when you're looking at the history of the schism, it isn't clean cut at 1054. There were schisms mm -hmm. before that between the East mm -hmm. and the West. And there was reunion after that. And even uh, I remember hearing somewhere that even until like the 18th century, there was still um, Greeks and Latins celebrating together in that, certain yeah. areas such as the Middle East. So it's That's like right. it's not even until like hundreds of years ago, there was still a minor uh, recognition. And there was another case, which I heard of at the council of Trent where a, uh, an Eastern uh, Bishop showed up. They're all like, Hey dude, come on. <laughs> the water's nice. Yes. He just showed up. <laughs> oh, 
hello. James interviews says, other Paul, I love your beard. And then Egan says, it is indeed a fine beard. What? Thank you very much. Jeremy. I know. I need Thank to keep you. up on these. I need to keep up on these comments. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've I'm just falling been behind. At, we've just, it's just Father James comment just up the whole thing. <laughs> so if I remember a large reason for the enforced celibacy for the Roman clergy was to reduce the power of aristocratic dynasties within the church, but do not quote me. I've heard that I before. Heard that. I have heard uh, that. Because, yeah. Oh, you have heard that. Okay, never mind. I won't explain it then. For oh, everybody no, no, else, you can explain it for others if you want. Yeah, for everybody else, um, basically, if you have property um, or position in the uh, the ancient world, that would pass to your children, and it's a bit difficult when you have, like, for example, bishops mm-hmm. passing on their seeds to their children. And I mean, that still did happen even with clerical celibacy. One sec, just turning on the fan. Okay, who is John Politis? That might a lot of people are wondering this. He is a very angry Anglo-Catholic that keeps coming on my streams and getting mad at me and saying like really silly things. Like as we'll see, it gets worse. It gets much worse. He starts talking about uh, Catholic saints who he's like accusing of buggery. Which I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see that? Houston, we have a bra moment. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. I think it's I have seen worse. that now that I remember, but my word. That's some fighting words there. So weren't the Chetniks from Yugoslavia or something? I have no idea what the Chetniks are. Chetniks. Yeah. Well, I mean, barely Protestant. Well, Father James, I kind of go back and forth over that, over the level of schism that there actually is between the East and the West. Like, is it really a formal schism even to this day? Okay. If anything, it was the, the Fourth Crusade. Yeah, I'd like to get um Alan Rule on here. I think he'd mm. be able to enlighten that okay let's go let's continue going with some uh so through william of normandy and after until 1534 henry the eighth restored the independence of the english church that it had from 1597 to 1066 henry did not find a new church when he separated from rome so uh have you ever heard kind of this uh this sort of anglo-catholic lore <laughs> Well, I'm I'm very much into Star Wars and Warhammer 40k lore, but not not the so, angry, not the so Anglo Catholic cinematic this, universe. They'll tell this story basically that the English Church was just completely like on its own, like autonomous, no papal rule or anything until 1066, and then we William the Conqueror <laughs> came over the English Channel and he's like, you know what these guys need? These guys need a pope. And then, every, and then all everybody was just like, "Okay, we're under the Pope now. We haven't heard of that guy before." <laughs> I, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, do I need to really respond? <laughs> we Father we James says, Amen. <laughs> I mean, there's another, there's another uh, group of Anglican true story. There's, there's another section of Anglican lore that which goes back to the Council of Whitby, and it puts the date back earlier to uh, Pope Gregory um, sending Augustine of Canterbury. So until the sixth century, Hmm. the Church of England was completely separate. And then Henry swooped in through his (laughs) annulments and saved is Thomas Bro, a Roman Catholic. Is Thomas Bro? Hey, it's Craig. Craig's here. Oh, so yeah. Just Henry swooped in and was just like, you know what? Screw William the Conqueror, my ancestor. I'm going to Take the Pope out of here. Definitely no other reasons why I'm doing this. None at all. Okay, so it started the first arch. Oh, oh, wait, wait. It gets better. You see this comment right here? 
Uh-huh. I'll, I'll highlight it. The Anglican Church did not start with Henry VIII, nor did it start with Edward VI, nor did it start with Elizabeth I. It started in 597 with Augustine, the first Archbishop of Canterbury, until Basically. 1979. So do you know what he's referring to? No. So 1979. Oh, 1979, the, the continuing Anglican uh, Synod? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so what? it gets better. It gets better. So this is almost like Mormon level reasoning right here. <laughs> so the, the, you had the pure and unsullied Ecclesia Anglicana until 1066. Evil William the Conqueror came and put them under papal tyranny. And then our hero, Henry VIII, in all of his obesity, swoops in and definitely not for personal reasons, saves the Church of England <laughs> until 400 years later. In 1979, when the flying agent, I'm sorry, the Pope attacked. <laughs> in 1979, a new force arose, the liberal sect. And then some people in St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> some people in Missouri decided to retain the true and unsullied Ecclesia Anglicana in Missouri this time. And with hundreds of followers have kept up the Catholic English <laughs> faith. The Apostolic See of Missouri. <laughs> the Archbishop of Canterbury has transferred his see to Missouri. It's like you know, in the you know, in the Council of Constantinople, like New Rome, Orthodox will say yeah. that uh, that the see the see of Peter transferred to Constantinople. Mm -hmm. It's basically like that, but with the see of Canterbury and Missouri. Right. Yes. <laughs> this summer, prepare for Church 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> okay, let's we we gotta keep going. We're only like I mean, I'm not I'm not hugely versed in this, and given my own disposition, I'm probably I'm probably more by default siding with the Anglicans here, but just 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 I don't know, just how we're just how you're it's just very how you're explaining this. And then some of the reasoning, I'm just like, oh, bro, this is this is this is some meme material. <laughs> okay, where where is it? Okay, so in 1977, he's like telling the whole lore here. Like he's in 1977, he's putting a whole documentary. <laughs> the continuing Anglican churches continue the Anglican tradition outside of Canterbury by not recognizing it as the Anglican communion fell into heresy, like ordination of women yes so before it was 1979 but now 1977 is there like uh like you know how there's the the uh the ages between um between the the resurrection and then the destruction of the temple oh yes that's the ages between the establishment of the continuing church and then its fall in the synod of 1979 there was there was two years the overlapping of the ages where the elect were called out of canterbury before its destruction by the roman forces of the liberal anglican women priests rome was the precursor to the larger threat of the woman women moments destroying the <laughs> anglican communion hang on hang on hang on i've got a good meme for this <laughs> wait where is it tell me i've got it yes i've got it hang on this is me all right let's pull up share screen 
Duh. <laughs> Put this in. Oh. Destroying Canterbury. One woman destroyed the entire Anglican communion. Well, that's about to happen again with Beth Moore. I don't know if you've heard on that. Yes. Yes, I did hear about Beth Moore. She's ACNA now. Like, what the heck? <laughs> this summer, 2021, the woman returns. And she's back to destroy again. So I wonder what the Anglican lore with like the ACNA is because we have in America, we have multiple Anglican groups. So what's with the, in 2003, a gay Bishop destroyed the Episcopal church. And from these ashes arose in the diocese of San Antonio, <laughs> Texas arose the new light, which became the Anglican Church in North America, part two. <laughs> so it's like San Antonio, founded by Saint Anthony. That's that would be yeah, that's true. Okay, that's what is logic. he gonna? And and you know what? It was. Now that I think of it, this what makes this even worse is the fact that um is that this was a stream about philosophy. It's like what? What is he doing, bro? What? <laughs> like he's just like he's he's telling the whole lore of the Anglican tradition in in the comments of a stream about philosophy, and he stayed there for an hour and a half the whole time. He was spamming this. Like what? What are you doing with your life, man? You know what we should do? We should get screenshots of like all of his live stream comments from recent, and then you know that you know that 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 lore meme. Where yeah. it like either goes super fast and it's like <laughs> you didn't have to carry on. <laughs> it's like it's like Anglican law. <laughs> and then it's and then it's like at the end, just woman priest, Missouri. <laughs> it is Rome five. No, Rome four isn't the Republic of the United States. Rome four is actually Missouri with the continuing Anglican movement. Facts. Okay. And then uh John Politis. Oh, but look! In the midst yeah, this of all is... this, I'll I'll always maintain that Pastor Brian Houston of Hillsong is the one is the heir to the seat of Peter. Brian, yeah, because Brian Houston, uh, he's uh, he's Australian. That's right. Well, well, New Zealander, but he lives in Australia. Yeah, yeah, New Zealand, Australia, same difference. Okay, <laughs> well, New Zealand on. was potentially going to be a state of Australia at the very beginning. So so close, but I, I guess it's kind of good that we kind of left off the little autistic bit. I uh actually funny story. I have um I have a friend, I had a friend uh in the Anglican blogging world. I'll not say who, but you all know who I'm talking about if you're Anglican. And uh he's from New Zealand and he became like ultra he he was an Anglo-Catholic mm. and in the Church of New Zealand, mm. and then he went full blown like insane like reformed anglican like his last three posts his last three posts were 39 articles versus free will how calvin denied free will <laughs> luther's <laughs> refutation of free will like dude we don't <laughs> care like i agree with you on this like who is who is saying like unless you're semi-pelagian 
you're not saying that the that the first act of conversion is the unaided human will. <laughs> Egan says, at least we're not criminals, the other Paul. Uh, that makes us based. What are you guys? Friggin', you're, literal sh- you're, you're literally best known around the world for sheep. Like, that should tell you <laughs> something. That should tell you something, cuz. <laughs> Actually, oh, no, there's this freaking awesome... I don't know if I don't know if you've been on the player, but there's this freaking awesome um, show in Australia. Well, it used to run, but they basically they'd advertise like they'd make get pro- professional advertisement producers to make an ad for just something really silly. And one of them was an ad uh, promoting. It was meant to be an ad to promote to the Australian pu- uh, public the invasion of New Zealand. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> Wait, look, oh, they're actually known for the Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, you've been, you've been corrected. Okay, <laughs> let's let's see. Actually, I'm gonna reshare my screen real quick while you look for that. I need to go through a few more uh, John Pilatus comments. The continuing Anglicans are a parallel structure, like the set of a contest Roman Catholics, like Archbishop Lefebvre. <laughs> that the mainstream churches are heretical as they change their. T- That's not what Lefebvre said. Lefebvre didn't say, Rome is heretical and apostate. Therefore, I'm going to stay in communion with Rome. Ha ha ha. It's not what he did. It's not at all what Lefebvre did. You, the, I love the continuing Anglican tradition, but they are schismatics. It, but it is a schism from a schism from a schism, to be fair. <laughs> you're, you're, you're three. You're like, Schismception. So uh, were you uh were you Presbyterian? Me? Yeah. Oh, um I never here's the thing. Since I since I stopped, I actually was going to Hillsong for a long time until Bro, what you were at like do you know Elevation Church with like Stephen Furtick? Yeah. He's like 20 minutes away from where I'm at. So like everybody goes to oh. elevation for him around. Oh, far it's out, so there annoying. <laughs> I um so I went I've been to Hillsong, I went to Hillsong for like 10 years um with my family until like the middle until the middle of last year basically or a little bit before that and um still been looking for a church ever since i haven't been anywhere consistently um yeah until just like just the the time, church. until like the 10th time they had uh sexual assault allegations <laughs> I, and I, I guess like hillsong gets it and then we just got the we got the freaking what the catholics the anglicans and the southern baptists and it's like welcome to the club <laughs> yeah so referring to roman canterbury so uh John Pilatus says, you, militant Thomist, my arch nemesis, converted for emotional reasons, not intellectual. Newman did it for intellectual. I converted for intellectual, not emotional. So Signed, I- Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> Papists owned. <laughs> It's Ben Shapiro. We're owning Papists today on Militant <laughs> Thomas live stream. <laughs> hey, what what's the video you're gonna share? I'm about to add, add that this to this screen. one here. So it's an ad. It's an ad made promoting the invasion of New Zealand. Okay, I'll add it to the stream. <laughs> you need to keep up with the comment highlights. <laughs> no, they're known for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like peripherally. <laughs> Everyone, don't believe Militant Thomas lies. Believe me instead. Anyway, I've got to go. Peace, Militant Thomas. We should talk about Anglican history when I'm on your show. That'd be fun. Mm. That'd be fun. I mean, well, I've Anglican gotten... Law. 
a little bit into the Ang- well, I got a lot of it into the Anglican lore and sort of the Anglo-Catholic world. Okay, what's church like when you're a Protestant? Do you just sit in a chair like those Stephen Anderson <laughs> videos? <laughs> Yes. What happened when I was an Anglican is I would sit there in the chair and then my priest would uh, run onto the stage with the Noah's Ark painting in the background and he would jump on the pulpit and he would yell at me. That's how Protestant churches are. But in uh, in Hillsong, I'd be interested. How how were Hillsong services? Like, how it's, did it go? It's, it's literally a rock concert. Really? Yes. And then followed by a glorified TED talk glorified ted talk that's literally what i mean look like you can get some really good preachers. you can give some yes uh you can get some really good preachers (laughs) and make good points but it can be very hit and miss and in the end it's always in the style of some like spontaneous uh energetic and charismatic like charismatic in the literal sense very energetic and motivational and uh, yeah did did they uh did they wear (laughs) like what, what were the clothing styles of the of the preachers um button ups and blue jeans buttons ups and blue jeans actually that's a lot better than i thought were the jeans I mean, at least like normal jeans and not skinny jeans uh actually probably skinny jeans a lot of the time yeah yeah because like hillsong new york with uh who is that guy that got fired Carl for Lentz. sexual assault yeah Carl that Lentz. guy yeah, oh yeah, for yeah. not sexual assault but for infidelity oh infidelity well it was also accused of sexual assault but uh carl lentz if you ever saw what he wore it was like yeah Oh yeah, that was the norm. He he is like he is the actual archetype of the Hillsong. He pastor. is the Platonic form of the Hillsong <laughs> pastor, Carl Lentz. <laughs> that's no, that's literally it. That's actually it. <laughs> okay, so is my screen? No, your screen sharing. Play play the video. Let's oh, yeah, see if sorry. that works. Yep. Uh, let me turn it up. Oh, whoops. Air Force. <laughs> 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 you, you know what? New Zealand is our version of Canada. <laughs> I, I, you didn't make that. Make that. I, yes, that would be. That would go viral. <laughs> Got to make that, except change it to Canada, hundred percent for the taking. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay. You should get that happening. That'll, uh, that'll, that should that should that should hopefully get the liberation of Canada happening on the American agenda soon. Oh yeah, Canada. Trudeau. Canada is probably just as bad as. Uh, as Australia is, if not worse. They're worse. They're definitely like worse. Pastors getting fired for speaking against sodomy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see. Now you can go to bloody prison for that, for just telling someone maybe you don't want to be gay. <laughs> so John Politis continuing on. The via media is a principle relating to the biblical idea of discernment against blind zeal like the zealots. Via media is not lukewarmness, but is related to the virtue of prudence, which is Thomistic. So do you know what the via media is? No. 
So the the via the via media is the idea that Rome went too far, and the Protestants went too far, and the Anglican Church is just dot in the middle between mm. between uh, two errors of extremes. It's like yes, that's prudence to so, take two random errors and do the middle of it, and then so, instantly so Angli- we're biblical. So he's admitting that Anglicanism is cringe centrism. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> Anglicanism is cringe centrism. <laughs> the other poll, circa 2022. Man, TED Talks suck. Virgin TED Talks versus base militant Thomas Chillstream. <laughs> Virgin homily versus Chad weekly Minecraft stream on the other poll. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that that likes playing video games and he's like a really brilliant th- oh look at my what the heck is going on with me in this in this uh still shot. I'm just kinda like Bro, that's like that's <laughs> like the that's um kinda sus. That's um lie. Oh, what's the name for it? That's um hang on, hang on, hang on. What's yeah, the, what am what's I the, doing here? The blue That's 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 you're you're pulling the blue steel there. Oh yeah, there you go. Maybe it isn't homoerotic. Maybe it's just uh, seductive. <laughs> okay. He's just channeling the manly energy. So he's continuing to go on with the Anglo-Catholic lore. So <laughs> Catherine of Aragon was exiled to Spain after her divorce. He admits it's a divorce. It's really more of an annulment. And she never saw England again. She did in Spain. She did what in Spain? <laughs> saw England again in Spain? <laughs> Well, if she went to Gibraltar, she'd be technically correct. But <laughs> Yeah. So her daughter, Mary, went with her, and Mary only returned to England when she became queen. Okay? Okay, we're getting we're getting the background. What's the claim going to be? Oh, here, here we go. What? what? Oh, boy. <laughs> this, these, these are fighting words. So the Buggery Act of 1533 was passed as there was buggery in English monasteries. Those who rejected... Royal supremacy were acute were accessories to buggery. What? what? Those who reje- okay, okay, okay. Those who rejected royal supremacy were accessories to buggery. So, so this is this is the the insane discursive logic of John Politus. Premise A: Politism. In some of the monasteries, there was there was there was buggery. Premise B: uh, re- Royal supremacy means that you are rejecting monasteries. Ergo, in order, to, if you were rejecting royal supremacy, you were supporting buggery. I, yeah, well, I was going to say that was affirming the consequent, but I think this goes like beyond fallacies into like <laughs> the higher plane of meta fallacies. Meta fallacies. This is the platonic form of fallacies, John Politus. <laughs> He's the he's the incarnation of the the, the logos of fallacies. <laughs> so uh unto us oh. a fallacy was born. <laughs> John Pilatus. I am um, the Ah, uh, I can't I can't think of it. I was gonna I was gonna try to put something with like I am the fallacy. Like kind of like I'm the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am the fallacy. <laughs> I, I am the fa- Yeah. 
<laughs> in the name of facts and logic, you are under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Ben Shapiro? <laughs> the facts will decide your fate. I am the facts. <laughs> ben Shapiro is cringe, by the way. Hey, Andrew Bailey. Good to see you, my man. One of my one of my loyal patrons, absolute legend here. Good to see ya. It's I love how you go from like straight talking to me like Hey, how's it going? And you're like, Oi, mate, what's up? I guess it's more British. <laughs> yes, what? you. Uh, can anybody else attest to that? He went straight like full Aussie after uh, once Aussie. he was talking to Andrew oh Bailey. Okay, that's something I hate about how Americans pronounce it. Aussie, Aussie. I bet. I bet you also Aussie. say. Aussie. I bet you also say Muslim and Islam. 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 Okay, good. You're normal. <laughs> now I had a. Uh, I had a um, middle school history teacher that said Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> Muslims. New, Muslims. Muhammad. Muhammad. The, and then, and then also my favorite Muslim. is the Mohammedans. That's what I still call them. The Mohammedans. Oh, yeah. Because Mah- you're a Mohammedan. Christian heresy, guys. Mohammedan or Mohammedan? I think it's Mohammedan or both. So, whoa. whoa, whoa. I do like that. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. He, there's actually another layer to this. So am I still staring at my, Another layer my screen? To the, yeah, yeah. Another layer to the law. So those who rejected royal supremacy were accessories to buggery. So we already went through that logic. This was reason for royal supremacy, not Anne Boleyn. So, okay. So the reason for the royal supremacy was apparently all the buggery that was going on in monasteries and not about him wanting to uh, have relations with a uh, younger, hotter version of his wife. <laughs> Which one? Ch- checks. <laughs> Catherine of Aragon. So, so you know, that's, that's literally, checks, media, literally middle, like mediating way, middle way. That's literally centrism. Guys, if you want to get rid of your wife for totally illegitimate means, all you have to do is accuse somebody of buggery and then use that as an excuse to get rid of your wife. Be like, if I don't get rid of this wife and then declare myself supreme head of the Church of England, I will not be able to stop buggery because apparently getting rid of my wife has something to do with getting rid of buggery. Make I don't even know. Bu- like what is f- <laughs> the formal definition of buggery and, and buggery commit adultery. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like a motivational poster. <laughs> the virgin buggery enjoyer versus the Chad alt- ad- adultery fan. So what is buggery? No. I'm googling it right now. Oh, I think you. I, well, oh, yeah. I thought you knew, bro. What? Um. So according to um, Merriam-Webster, the uh, the meaning of buggery is is anal sexual intercourse. So uh, I thought it. I thought it had to do with oh. like animals. That's what I thought buggery was. I, 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 this I, whole time, I thought you knew what it was. No. <laughs> I had no idea. And then in, oh, look at this. In the very um, glorious and pure and unsullied Church of England in 1828 repealed the buggery. Oh, there you go. So the new act. They banned the buggery. No, no, they they legalized buggery. Oh, based. The last two Englishmen who were hanged for sodomy were executed in 1835. It went all downhill after 1835. 
when James Pratt and John Smith, John Smith, that's that's an actual guy. The, the last man executed for sodomy in England was named John Smith. There you go. Masado. So it was repealed in 1828 by Section 125 of the Criminal Law of India. It was replaced by Section 15 of the Offenses Against the Person Act of 1828, which provided that buggery would continue to be a capital offense based. based. The new act expressly specified that conviction of buggery no longer required proof of completion, emission of seed, and evidence of penetration was sufficient for a conviction. Based. So you don't have to emit seed to be uh, <laughs> thrown in. If you're LGBT, you get ACDC. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not going to nuke your channel with this. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm already nuking it myself. So, okay. So the United Kingdom Parliament repealed buggery laws for England and Wales in 1967. What? What Man, the? My dad, my, my dad lived in the time of greatness. I know my dad did too. So, so what we're saying is that we're in living memory memory of the baseness of homosexuality <laughs> being a capital crime, and then now their grandchildren have to suffer the consequences of sodomite marriage. Like literally, in two generations, we went from that's insane executing yeah. homosexuals outside now of we, London prisons to we, marrying them to state enforced homosexuality in Canada. And to you, to you Church of Englanders out there. Your archbishop performs gay marriages. Just, uh, oi, just oi, you but you know what? To keep the positive attitude, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> that wasn't. Uh, okay, well, yeah, but like to, to, to cue in Andrew Bailey, it's just a, it's literally just a chill stream. But especially looking at this one guy, an Anglo-Catholic, um, who's just been spamming um, Christians' live streams for ages, and we're just kind of going through and having, having making fun of him, as well as looking at whatever memey topics we want. I'm so I'm so com I'm so sad that he didn't show up to this stream. <laughs> I, I've you know what you know what Christian, I'm so glad you did this stream today because for a very long time I've wanted to do like a like kind of like kind of like a kill stream type of thing on my channel, but for like base Christian content makers, and I think I'd just call it the base department. Yes, I would. I would uh, do love to. Yeah, I'd love to be. A member yeah. of that. Okay, we're doing it. Done. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, and we we'll we'll, uh, we'll like centralize it. I guess we'll look at like one main, one or two main things, but then also we just do whatever we want as well. Okay, we're basically like the uh, the white guys who uh, who have podcasts. That's us right now. We're white guys with podcasts. White guys with podcasts. <laughs> well, you're not really. You're not really. Well, are well, you white? I'm, I'm, Were you I'm considered half white? I'm half, half cast. <laughs> yes. Fifty yes. percent white. <laughs> I have the base department's number. So fifty percent based. <clears throat> anyway. So nah, okay. I thought Lebanese like Lebanese even more based. My my dad Lebanese so my, would be considered uh would be considered white, right? Well, many Lebanese look it. Like you can get blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin, lebs, full leb. Giga Chad. Um, Giga Chad indeed, yes. Um unfortunately I've got the less pure brown hair, brown eyes. But uh, my dad, here's the thing. My my dad, my dad is the the white half, and he is like yep. white skinned, blonde hair, blue eyes. But then my so then my Lebanese genes just took over because apparently Lebanese genes are just superior. So can't that's not uh, me. That's just the facts. That's just the that facts. is true. No matter what mix you have, white always loses. 
<laughs> white is so fried. White fragility, eh? <laughs> white fragility. We lose in every single mixture. Like you have uh, a biracial couple of uh, of um, African descent um, and somebody who's white. It's just like can't even tell that they're they're white. Like in America, I think it is that it's like eighty percent of um, of black people have uh, some sort of white ancestry. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like you you can't even you can't even really because, tell like, because you can see with, with at least with most African Americans, they're like then then like you look at an African American versus like a full blood African. And there is difference, like in like their skin is not as often not as dark, yeah. and their bone structure is often not as pronounced. So, um, in uh, Australia, what do you call black people? Like, what is the politically correct term for uh, for black people? Um, I, I mean, I guess it depends on it. Like, like you are indigenous, so you just call them Aboriginal or indigenous. I, I, although that's that's not really as formal. Um, oh, like sometimes you you'll call them First Nations people um basically just indigenous or aboriginal those are the what if they're like from I, I, kind of, I, I got i got crap from my drama teacher for saying abo um abo. <laughs> abo. what if okay this is this is an hour and 12 minutes into the stream only the base people are left yes what, i'm gonna start going around and calling them <laughs> calling non-white people in america abos <laughs> <laughs> What's up, no, Abo? That's, that's specifically for the Aboriginals, for the for the Aboriginals here. But for for Black people generally, I guess we just call them. We, we I, you just call them like I don't know, Black, African, Indian, um, or if you're politically correct, person of color and all that. Although that's that's much rarer here than in the states. Um, yeah, we're still kind of we're still kind of down to earth. We we switch from colored people to people of color because we're yeah. uh, we're woke like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Colored people. I love it. It's, that, it's it's freaking incredible. Just the typology of similarity. It's amazing. So, um, what's John good, Politis. my Abbo? What's good, Abbo? What's good? It's my... single B. It's one B. Okay, get the spelling correct. What's good, oh my, my... This is from Lucas Whiten. I know it's Whiten, <laughs> but I'm going to say Whiten. 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 Lucas Lucas Whiten, to totally. So you totally guys have Family Guy in uh, Australia? Crazy. <laughs> the big, the closest thing we have is probably the Big Les Show. Um, but that's not even like an official series or anything. It's like it's like a classic YouTube series from like back in the day. A guy would literally animate it with MS Paint. How to get your channel martyred by Susan Wojcicki, one hundred and one. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for for the for the Susan from my parish council to uh to find my videos. That's, for real, this is probably why I'm gonna host the base department on like Odyssey or something. But I'll I'll have what I'll do while it's streaming there. I'll have a stream on YouTube, but it's just a blank slide that says watch the stream on Odyssey or whatever, and then there's a link below, which is smart because often the alternative channels when you want to do stuff, there's nowhere near as much people in it. But yeah, you can still use YouTube to bring people over to other. Uh, other ones so i'm i'm we'll probably have these base discussions on another thing because i don't i do expect one day to, my channel to get nuked but in the meantime i kind of i kind of don't <laughs> I, I don't do much political stuff but i mean like i'm like what a general? Uh, what, what is the thing with multiple heads oh, crap, hydra hydra i'm like a hydra i got if you kick me off of youtube like i got my twitter if you kick me off of facebook i got my youtube like that's it yeah 
You should, you, should, have... you should get Gab. 100% you should get Gab. Really? I've been thinking it's... about it. It's just it doesn't seem to be enough it's, people on there to be worth it. There's a, there's a lot of people, it's obviously not as much as the mainstream platforms, but it yeah. is growing stupidly fast. And what was awesome about it is that the guy behind it, Andrew Torbus, like a very, like very traditionalist, like reformed uh, Christian. And he has been so adamant and having absolutely zero hate speech or censorship policies, apart from like pornography, you know, yeah. that, that, that Gab has been banned off basically every app store. And he has, he, even he has personally been um, banned from banks multiple times and being kicked off basically every host for, for servers, for Gab. So when they did that to try and stop him, it's actually made him and Gab 100% self-sufficient. They have their own, they have their own servers for Gab. And now they're about to launch their own payment processor, Gab Pay. Yeah. Um, so totally 100% independent. That It makes it like, one of the safest platforms to like so i won't get i won't get nuked you won't get nuked for any opinion you can say the most outrageous thing that would get you before the human rights commission in australia and and you won't be banned off gab oh well i'm sorry i'm so so chopper my name on gab my name on gab if I may, if I may plug very briefly go go ahead i'll plug you in the in the comments thank you very much i am on gab uh uh, gab so i i got gab like all the way back in 2016 i think like when it just started and it wasn't really that that big um but i just named myself paulos like at paulos so my my my, my proper name my proper title like twitter your, your visible name is yeah. the other paul but my handle is at paulos so i'll just post it right here in the chat so that's me if you want to follow me on gab and i do highly encourage it because um well yeah i don't expect to be here forever and they have their own they have backup if you're a premium user in gab as well they do have their own youtube alternative as well so called gab tv so that's that's awesome yeah i think uh yeah that'd be a little bit difficult trying to stream to that i don't think yeah yeah i don't think they have streaming i don't think stream yard would let me stream to that yeah but i I think i could always download my mp4s and put them up there this is a backup because I've, i've always been scared of that Exactly, you know, I've been yeah. thinking about this recently is like, what is the next thing going to be? Because mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm kind of starting a little bit, a little bit behind, like having started all my stuff like a year ago. And all this stuff is like 10, 15 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. Like within the next few years, it's going to go the way of my space. So like, where am I going to be able to flourish next? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, Whatchamacallit, I think, yeah, Odyssey allows streaming. I don't know uh, if you can get streaming, I'd go to Odyssey. I'm not sure um actually destinations i wonder facebook page twitch yeah no they don't really have it choose oh no you can choose a custom so you can hit the option for Streamyard custom rtmp and that should get you to a custom destination that's pretty that's pretty cool and odyssey does allow streaming so um that's something we can do they're they're totally open as well they're they're literally decentralized based on that uh, lbry infrastructure so there's not censorship there either there you go Okay. Anyway, back to back to Anglican law. Back to uh, John Plaitis. Didn't so he, continu- he continues. <laughs> so Catherine of Aragon, Thomas More, and John Fisher were accessories to buggery. So remember, he's he's a few steps down the logic right here. So first, the monasteries. There was buggery in some of the monasteries. Boom. N- even though there's Anglo-Catholic monasteries, but I'm not even going to talk about that. Boom. 
royal supremacy was necessary. So <laughs> King Henry needed to commit adultery in order to stop buggery. Boom. <laughs> Catherine of Aragon, Thomas More, and John Fisher tried to oppose him committing adultery. Boom. So they're accessories to buggery. Boom. <laughs> also, Thomas Beckett, I think you mean uh, St. Thomas Beckett, Oh man, was accessory to the rape of a girl by a priest. King Henry Bruh. II wanted to try to try the rapist. I think he meant Henry II wanted to try to be a rapist. That would probably be more likely than a than a <laughs> than, than, than a saint of the church. He's like like hated or not, Catholic saints usually have a pretty clear like pretty clear background, especially the medieval ones. <laughs> Like usually these guys aren't like rapists and murderers and, and stuff like that during their life. They're usually pretty, pretty stellar Christians. <laughs> I guess that's why they call it a saint. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, with Thomas Beckett, uh, from my understanding of what happened, basically what happened is King Henry II, um, there was an accusation uh, by a, that, that one of the priests had had relations with one of the, uh, I don't know how old the uh, the lady was, but he had he had extra. He broke his his vows by having sex with uh, with somebody, with a woman. So, um, which was pretty pretty frequent. Well, at least and, with a woman. Yes, at least with a woman, unlike James Martin. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Father James, if you ever listen to this. So. Um, <laughs> So what what happened is is the the king, well it wasn't the king it was one of his underlings, got one of the governors or whatever, I don't even know what the names are, he got mad and decided to get a mob, to lynch the priest, and if you know anything about medieval law, if you're a priest, you get tried by ecclesiastical courts, not by civil courts, hmm. and then the Archbishop of Canterbury is like, dude. You can't be going around with with people lynching my priests. Like that is not cool at all. And Henry II's like, okay, I'm going to kill you in Canterbury Cathedral. And then John Politis is like, guess that was justified. <laughs> like all, all Thomas of Canterbury said is, I'm going to excommunicate you unless you repent of starting a lynch mob against a priest. That's all he said. What, what is wrong with that? Like explain to me from a Protestant framework, what is wrong with what, with what St. Thomas Beckett did? I for one think that is quite justified, assuming that is how it went. Haven't studied it myself, but I will trust you. Yeah. Excommunicating lynch mob leaders are usually, uh, not bad ideas. So, uh, <laughs> So you make a very good point. Henry II wanted to try to rapist. And that's what we call a Freudian slip. <laughs> like, come on, you think you think these you think these kings are like morally upstanding people? Like, come on. Oh, look right below. <laughs> Yo, he said Abbo with a hard B. <laughs> oh gosh. That'll get me deplatformed right there. So weren't most Anglican monasteries were actually founded in Anglican monasteries founded in the 19th century during the Anglo-Catholic movement that was going on around then? Yes. The Tractarian movement started in the, uh, probably in the 1840s. Um, 
different groups of brothers and sisters, which eventually became more formal monasteries. Uh, but considering that John Politis claims a spiritual heritage back to the Anglo-Catholic movement, that's uh, that's very relevant. So it, Papa Guru the Fourth, four gets it. But you see, everything the Church of England has ever done is perfect. So you're wrong. Except in 1979, when they uh, <laughs> when, when Kansas the woman of, entered, <laughs> the whore of Babylon became a priest, <laughs> and the Sea of Canterbury decided to switch to Missouri. <laughs> okay. The Sea of Missouri shall retain the prerogatives of the Sea of Canterbury. Yes. It is new, Missouri is new Canterbury. Second so, Canterbury. Let's go. So, and Thomas Beckett said no. So Thomas Beckett, along with the rapist priest... <laughs> Oh, gosh, he was not. That's not how Thomas Beckett died. But this is how the rapist priest, which we're not even sure that it was rape, was castrated, vasectomized. Okay, quick question. If you castrate somebody, how can you give them a vasectomy? I don't is know. Even, I'm, is I'm it even like that's just redundant? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a based trad Catholic, so I have no idea what vasectomies are. I'm oh, it's when angler. it's it's you don't. No, I know what I know what a vasectomy I, I, is. I was but, gonna say, <laughs> but like castration, you are you are fully lopping off the testicles. Correct? Do I have a correct understanding of a castration? Presumably, like and and with uh with a vasectomy, you kind of go in and like cut you, you snip snip or like tie them or something, mm. depending on the procedure. So how are you, what do they do? Lop it off and then like. Hold it in front of them and just quick tie them. Be like, oh. <laughs> like, what are you saying, John Politis? An interesting fact, since apparently the Anglican Communion existed before 1979, what was the first church to approve of um, to approve of contraceptives? Do you know this? So, oh, sorry, say that again. What was the first church to approve of contraceptives? Don't I don't know. It was the Lambeth Conference in 1920, and the Lambeth Conference is the uh, the sort of synod of Anglican bishops. So interestingly, Bro, right? so interestingly, the one to leading to a lot of contra uh, vasectomies in the Anglican world is the uh, well, in the Christian world is the Anglican Communion, because before that, everybody was basically like guys uh don't do contraceptives like have a bunch of babies be based Aside. and then after lambeth 1920 they're like well uh what about this situation they they can't have kids then there's that term for that is jesuit kazooistry yes it was that's exactly jesuit. what it is. what about this situation? what about what about what if a woman is just minding her business and then like a comet with sperm <laughs> in it just shoots into her womb and causes a pregnancy. What about that? And the child is a rapist. <laughs> and, and, and the child and is also has, white. And like the, the, the sperm has like written in a microscopic font Hitler on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, um, what, what would another another good one be? Oh, I just had a thought and I lost it. Damn, Damn it. Ah. 
Um, also, the uh, the child happens to be autistic. <laughs> if they're autistic, might as well just murder them because autists can't have very valuable lives. I think that's the, the honestly, that, that's the worst part of abortion for me. That's, that, that is, is on our make that argument, part, especially because the the fact that me and you are here proves that wrong. <laughs> the fact the sumo was written like you ever think of that one <laughs> he's like think about it the scholastic the scholastic period in medieval theology was the crowning of the autist yeah that's like, it. They, that like come on to to, to to do scholasticism the you age have to of be at least a little bit, you have to be at least a little bit autistic that's but that's a, the worst part of abortion to me honestly yeah. Is the oh, arguments yeah. for for killing uh, kids with disabilities yeah, because it's they're evil. it's it's hor it's wicked because it's like they can't have a valuable their their life doesn't matter yeah. so let's just murder that, them. That's that's how you know because normally those would be the same people outside the abortion context all for like disability care and all that because apparently their lives do have value but that's how you know that it's not about at all like oh just preventing a person's bad life it's not about that it's about greedy women who want to go on their own way do whatever the hell they want without any consequences that's ex that's all that abortion is and then they'll and then often like sometimes it can be the case but often they'll they'll like to cry wolf like oh my life's gonna be so hard but obviously that's not the case you shouldn't have had sex yeah exactly don't you don't know you know if you don't if you don't sell your body out to everything that breathes exactly then and then that's that's when they bring out the the jesuit because there was be, what about rape <laughs> yeah it's like 0.00001 percent of the cases yeah, exactly you just rebut to them but what about when it's not rape what about you did something perfectly consensual and oh whoops your method didn't work and yet you clearly had knowledge before that there is a chance that you could have a baby here's an idea don't have coitus Look, look, if if they were going to say, let's let's make a new abortion law, we'll concede to you guys a little bit and only have abortions in cases of rape. Like, I'd be I would still I would still be very angry, but I would also be very happy because millions and millions and millions of babies will be saved mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I will be very happy. Yeah. The okay, funny one is when they also bring up incest. Like, what about baby born incest? Like, I'm like, sorry, uh, but that incest what? was consensual, was it? Are you are you planning on having incest? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, what what if what I state are you I'm from? If I if I may ask, <laughs> is there is there like a Australian version of uh, of um, Alabama? Alabama? <laughs> um, uh, no, no, not really. Um. Okay, maybe I okay. I probably shouldn't say this on YouTube. I won't say this on YouTube. <laughs> maybe maybe in an inaugural base department stream, I'll say it. But <laughs> okay, Missouri Fifth Rome, you, you'd already know it. So I've been trying to find the contra Protestant writings of Toma McKick. Do you I know where those things might be found? Also, check out his nickname, Gamer Moment, for sure. I've, I have no idea who he is. Wait, Toma Merchich game. Oh no, I can imagine Toma. Oh, don't. Oh, you're googling him now. Oh, <laughs> it's the gamer word, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> who is it? It's um, 
Um, I'll give it to you in code. Um, do you know any missionaries who, who do missions trips to Niger? Yes. That's that's the code. Of his of his of his gamer name. A mission trip to Niger. A mission trip to Niger. I'm not getting it. The country <laughs> the country Niger. Oh my Oh wow, you're the bad kind of autism. Just look up Toma Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> the bad type of autism. I get none of these. Like it took Look me up, a long I'll, time to understand. I will, I will understand buggery. You, I'll send you the link right now to the Wikipedia article in the private chat. All right, check the private chat in Streamyard. There it is. Look. Oh wait, there's a private chat. Toma. That's the gamer. It's the gamer. He has a gamer name. I, I still don't get it. Are you freaking? Are you actually kidding me? <laughs> I don't get it. Add I an actually, extra. Add another G. Why would that be a gamer name? That's that's the gamer word. That's what it is. The gamer word. <laughs> it's Toma. That's it's called the gamer word. The gamer word. Okay. Let's let's move on from this yeah, because I'm I'm a I'm too autistic for this. So when people try to convince others that abortion is cool because island murderers all spring with Down syndrome, thinking it actually helps their case, brand moment. So I'm sure, yeah. like a thousand years ago in Australia, they were murdering babies. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> the, well, the, the well, first the first nature's nature's the first <laughs> nations people in their in their purity. Of uh, what, what do they call yeah. it? The um, they're they're absolute respect of women, and by res by respect of women, I mean respect is a metaphor for a stone, um, <laughs> and the act of respect is metaphorical for cr cr crushing in their skulls, and then eating their skulls. Isn't wasn't that a thing in like Australia? It's like I don't know. I haven't cannibalism. looked that up. I I just I, I think there was there. I think there are, is evidence of that. I think. Don't quote me. I do remember just doing some research on like, um, well, first like firsthand accounts from the indigenous like pre and at colonial yeah. um, periods, so like when they're still like proper indigenous, but also even burial sites, how they were very disproportionately made up of women, like a huge amount of them were women and often with like blunt force trauma injuries to the skull. Well, yeah. Again, that's probably moment. something for the for the alternative sites, but <laughs> indigenous moment. So, <laughs> all the women go running. So, <laughs> doing so this no, on a strap, bro. Okay, bro. I think the timing is both incredible and really bad for me, being Australia Day, because there's a huge, huge like leftist activist movement here to rebrand it Invasion Day. For, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Like Thanksgiving is like something else. I don't even know. That's what it. it yeah, Nobody exactly. Actually that. So there's, it. Probably, there's probably big protests in the Sydney CBD right now, like Invasion Day. Stuff. Oh, could, uh, could somebody in the in the chat hack onto like their uh, their screens and stuff and uh, and stream this to them? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, no, you don't understand. I need to have unprotected sex with strangers. Yeah, I mean. like, 
talking to some like professedly Christian women in America, they're like, yeah, I've, I just am feeling bad. Like, um, I don't know what it is. It's like, I, I've been with like three men this week on this dating site and I can't just put my finger on why I feel so bad. <laughs> Absolute woman moment. I know. Why, why would you want to be a slave to a husband? Don't you want to be a, a slave to a faceless corporate overlord? That's real freedom. That's liberation. I, exactly. Don't, <laughs> don't take, don't take care of your babies. Yeah. You, you need to like go in the back room and pump breast milk while you, uh, while you write, while you do some menial tasks like, for some person like that, that doesn't even care about you. Like that scene at the very end of the big short. Um, have you seen the big short? I have not. It's a freaking good movie, basically about the start of the the global financial crisis. But like the very end in um, JP Morgan, I think, like in the bank itself, like and everything's everything's hitting the crapper. People are leaving, like leaving the building with the cardboard boxes because mass layoffs and that. Yeah. And one of the main guys goes into the office of one of the ladies he works with, and like he sees in the corner like the little breast milk pumping machine, and and he's like, oh, con- congratulations! But like she's freaking out because like the job prospects are basically gone because the bank's going to collapse. But it just reminded me of that she's the classic corporate woman, but trying to be a mum as well. It's just like, so sad. These kids yeah. are going to, these kids have grown yeah. up, screwed up. Like why? Yes. I do live in a one bedroom apartment in the middle of a, in the middle of an urban jungle working for a corporate wagey job with no way to get a proper fulfilling life. Why? Yes. I am liberated. Yes, and I have no husband to help me with taking care of the child, so mm-hmm. I just have to yes. uh, stay up all night and then have like a 90% greater chance of hurting my child. And, and every third guy I try to have sex with tries to assault me. Yes, I am a liberated woman. I am a very woke woman. So um, Iceland is zero people with downs. Yeah, Iceland yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, for- <laughs> Girl boss equals insane anxiety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unironically, my mate, one of my mates, his worst job ever, apart from what he's doing right now, but his worst job he ever did was working at KFC. And it was specifically because of the woman manager. And she just ran the place to the ground, basically. And she would even even do things like little preferential things for the other girl workers just to show you her nature. And it it was was a really bad job for him. Ugh. Anyway, Anglican law. <laughs> okay. King Henry II, Henry VIII, Elizabeth I, King Charles I, William Laud, Lancelot Andrews are Anglican saints that I pray to, that the you Anglican Church does as well. I don't even pray to saints. I ask for their intercession. So yeah, William Laud and Lancelot Andrews would depose you if you were a priest or excommunicate you if you were a layman for praying to them or to any saints. So uh, just actually giving you a realistic view of Anglican history when it comes to like that that's what that's what is insanely uh silly about this and extremely ironic is that like most of these people that are like anglican saints that they pray to like have massive treatises against intercession of the saints (laughs) like you're larping you're larping so hard at this point (laughs) that's funny okay um Anne boleyn was an afterthought not the what Anne Boleyn was an afterthought. Henry was just like, okay, I'm fighting all these buggerers. <laughs> I'm fighting all these sodomite homosexuals. You know what? She looks kind of hot. I'm going to, um, uh, I think I'm going to have the act of supremacy. 
and I'm going to divorce my wife and commit adultery because, you know, buggery. Like this sounds, this sounds like, you know, like those loser guys that you'll talk to that are like trying to justify the fact that they cheated on their wife. Like, oh, yeah. but she, uh, you know, it just wasn't working out. We, there just wasn't a connection. Wasn't so I decided to help him. the connection by just uh, having sex with a woman that I work with. Like, uh, yeah, it'll make, you know, it'll make, it'll make her more jealous and we'll grow closer. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the sort of justification this guy's having. I know, it's freaking, oh, that's a meme. That's a yeah, meme. I've never heard of an Anglican praying to Henry VIII either, but this guy said Ang Henry VIII or a Pronobis, so. Okay. Okay, the Via Media of Queen Elizabeth I wanted to send representatives to the Council of Trent but not on Rome's terms. She called for a return to the first millennium according to the universal <laughs> consent of the fathers. Saint Saint Henry VIII, uh, ora pro, ora pro ux, uxoribus meis. <laughs> Pray for my wives. <laughs> my Latin isn't that good. Oh, my, uxoribus. Not, I think it's uxoribus or uxoris if I'm really wrong. Yeah, I've been uh, reading through lingua latina so um oh, yes the bro i've got that right here best freaking latin book ever yeah i'm almost done it so it's really helped out a lot it's it's fantastic if you guys don't use lingua latina you guys should use it really helps your reading latin it does like, i've heard people like basically they say by the end of it you've got a conversational level understanding of latin so um what where's he john politis said uh john plus what's a bot <laughs> he said not not suck but spck what is spck um i don't know look it up society of pious the catholic king i don't know pious the catholic king king i have no idea so the Via Media Queen set the standard to veer the middle way between Rome and Geneva, preserving England and the English Church from the wars of religion in Europe, thus providing a religious stability for the first time. She said, I have no desire to make windows into men's souls. Queen Elizabeth I wrote, it was God, the word that spake it. He took the bread and break it. And what the word did make it, that I believe and take it. Queen Elizabeth I it was sounds God, like the a, word that spake it. Sounds like a Hillsong Christ song. Break it. <laughs> real, that for real reading that just gave me Hillsong vibes. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth I, she, it is kind of interesting about what she actually believed privately. But that shouldn't be seen as a, um, that shouldn't be seen as like a virtue of hers. Like, what is this? Uh, what what is this he's saying that like oh she believed in this very catholic view of of theology but she didn't like impose it on anyone or anything like that like that's such an american spirit right there like oh she must have been so virtuous because she didn't actually like enforce what she believed in elizabeth the first the libertarian based <laughs> the libertarian <laughs> queen secular libertarian <laughs> yes exactly the 16th century secular libertarians that were just raving in the who, church of england yeah who, who believe in the total separation of church and state and having a irreligious government 
Why yes. Okay. Yes, that's what she that's what the the head of the church believed in. Yes. <laughs> the separation of church and state. <laughs> yeah. So with uh re- religious wars, it is kind of ironic because England actually did in the mid 17th century fall into civil war based on religion because the via mm. media didn't work because you had people that disagreed on which side of the how media you're going to be between the two is some people. Yeah. That's so some people were like, let's be Puritans and like get rid of everything papist. And the other people are like, let's nice. be a little more papist. And then other people are like, let's be a little, little bit more papist. And then they're all like, okay, let's kill each other now because this is an unstable situation without having a solidly based rule of faith. <laughs> Impossible. Like, why why did they think that was going to work like just like what what he's saying in anglican history actually didn't happen cuz i mean the 39 articles were enforced until like the 19th century like you couldn't be you couldn't go to like an english university for a very long time unless you agreed with the with the 39 articles which is kind of insane like you couldn't go to college Bruh. And he's like, he's like, it was just this sweet land of religious tolerance and diversity. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, kid, you want to go to college? Here's the 39 articles. Become Anglican. <laughs> yes. So uh, God save this realm. God save the Church of England. God save the Queen. God save England. Queen Gloriana, the Virgin Queen. God defeated the Spanish Armada. Like, what is this? What the hell is this? This is like the stuff you read in like insanely like. Sort that of like is that is that is autist posting right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like uh oh crap what is it like people are like Ave Europa. Like, oh like the insane, god, like yeah. European nationalist types that are just oh like my god. putting the, the together super, edits. The super nationalist rad trads. Like, I'm a nationalist myself, but like the LARP tier. <laughs> the absolute- so, so basically, we could make two memes so far on John Politis's uh, comments. We could make a uh, a little dark age sort of thing, like, God save this realm, God save the Church of England. Then we could also make an Anglican lore meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I do unironically agree with God save the Queen as yes. a loyal as a loyal Brit. I kind of wish we didn't go independent from the crown, but here we are. I wish Australia was still just a collection of provinces under England, but oh well, under good Britain. I wish the same thing about the United States. Base, you know, based, amen. That's the cool thing I like about that's the one of the things I do appreciate about Trad Catholics is that very, very much monarchist. Yeah. Or at least just not rabid Republican. Yeah, monarchy is definitely the way to go. It's yeah. the way that God established I'm, and I'm, it's I'm, I'm natural for, law. I'm all for the way of of like the like I believe peak ancient Israel was the monarchy, but still under the confederation of the tribes of Israel. Like obviously the monarch, the king was the head, yeah. but the tribes were still their thing. And if the king did some bad stuff, the tribes would be like, <laughs> you what, mate? And then they just pow. Bang. Yes, that is the peak. Peak the monarchy. peak of government is that I take, if, I also if the take, monarch does stupid things, you know, the local magistrates are going to. Exactly. Doctrine of the lesser magistrate, man. That's the way to go. I'm tell, I was reformed. I there know you all go. about it, man. That's it. And and I take a lot of inspiration, um, a lot of inspiration from like the Persian government, at least under Cyrus the Great, 
with how it was an absolute monarchy, but it was very minimal. Like it was just a lot of local autonomy. That, that's awesome. The main reason he asked for God to save the church of England is because it needs God's <laughs> salvation. Yeah. That's not, that's not a formula. It's an actual cry for help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring back the Habsburg monarchy just without Austrians this time. Are we Austria hating? right now yeah Austria, Austria, like hey, we're yeah. on like eight levels of racism right now <laughs> we hate the, <laughs> Oi, we hate the austrians out of me and you who's the ceo of racism I, i'm not racist me neither but but but, but by the standards <laughs> by the standards of um of white liberals in America, I That's am racist. It. That's it. Yeah, hundred percent. But I will gladly see the term sexist or misogynist. Actually, not misogynist, but I'll, yeah, I'll see yeah. the term sexist. Yeah, yeah. By their definition of sexist, it's basically like it's unless you believe in the in the actual absolute equity of men and women, then you're sexist. Oh, right. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah I'm that's sexist. Like, that's literally not biblical. Like, what 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 even is? For man is the image and the glory of God, but woman is the glory of man. Not to say that she's not also the image, but the difference in yeah. glory alone. I mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. If you, if that was, that was great because uh, my wife, she came from a kind of egalitarian background with uh, being in Pentecostalism. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> so that was an interesting discussion when we first met each other is get, getting through that. So the main virtue of monarchy is at least you have a somewhat random chance of getting someone half decent in charge instead of a hundred percent chance of autism and republicanism. <laughs> well, you got to clarify yeah, that the bad, the bad kind of autism. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, have you seen the meme? Like, democracy is the rule of the people, but the people <laughs> is retarded. That one. That, basically that that. That, cult, that cult leader in the united states <laughs> is he a cult leader he, he was the cult leader i remember watching a little thing on him um but it's like the people are retarded and he, and he had like these long pauses <laughs> between <Yeah. each> <laughs> you know what? i want to find i want to find this video now the people are retarded Sigma, the people are Stephanie sigma that's <laughs> oh yep that's it yes <laughs> that's it. oh can we not hear it okay you're muted i'm muted i also have to the yeah the youtube being... this, this ding, looks weird democracy basically means <laughs> government oh wait no it's people, better it's better than I thought by the of the people for <laughs> the people but the people are retarded <laughs> so let us say Government by the retarded. Government by the retard for the retard. <laughs> oh my word, that's good. Oh, it's even better than I remember it. <laughs> okay, what do we got in the? What do we got in the um? 
So they have. Well, hey, unrelated, but the the dividing line's live right now. (laughs) (laughs) Want to do a live reaction? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) What is what is James White talking about? Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick screen share right now. There are haps. Oh, and Oklahoma, 340 people watching him. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Very popular. I love. I ironically like it. He's so loud. What the heck? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. The, on the Austrian question, the the Virgin Austrian versus the Chad Australian. <laughs> Austrian and Australian are different. <laughs> yeah, one of them is the bad autism. One's the good autism. He jumps to verse. There we go. And oh, he's reacting to Leighton Flowers. Okay, I think we okay. can definitely agree with him on this. Yeah, Leighton like, Flowers what is, is peak cringe. What? Okay, okay. Let's let's look right now. What is he wearing? Let's turn off close. Springfield Route sixty six. Like, look, look at him. Okay, he's he's in like this beat up trailer, <laughs> bald <laughs> with a beard, wearing a sweatshirt. What is this a drip check now? We're doing a drip check. Yes. What What is he doing right? Like, what is this vibe that he's that he's given off? He's um he's 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 doing a lot of on the road stuff. Like he's traveling to places, speaking engagements, and that. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, What's that in the background? Can you see my cursor? Uh, my yeah, that's a <laughs> like, that's something. It's like a dragon. Uh, no, it looks like a humanoid figure of some kind. James White's a coward, so he has chat disabled, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I mean, look for him. I can kind of understand it because he, the with his with his with his method, he makes a lot of enemies. So the chat will probably be very autistic. very autistic, <laughs> more autistic than my chat. Okay, <laughs> for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop sharing James White. But, oh, I thought we gonna watch a little bit. Oh, well. okay. Actually, more, uh, more, more Anglican lore, I guess. Definitely homophobic. Oh yeah, I need yeah. to go back oh, yeah. to that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's us. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I'm definitely like I'm homo- actually I'm homophobic in the way that there's like hydrophobic products. Like when you drop water on it and the water just slides off and doesn't affect it at all. Like actually, any of, if any of like if any of like the gay falls on me, it just goes right off. Doesn't affect me at all. Actually, it's the opposite with me. I make the homosexuals heterophobic. I make them scared <laughs> of straight people. That's my goal. Okay, good. It's saved to where I last. I, I, I want to work up to that. That that is some supreme level of holiness. Okay, where is it's kind of it's kind of like when the Eastern Orthodox say that the damned, like hell for the damned, is them experiencing the glory of God, but as a burning fire. But like likewise, like the the supreme straight man just exudes his straightness, and the and, and the, it burns the, homosexuals the, it around. Burns him. the homosexuals. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Let's share this screen. Okay, so rejecting royal supremacy meant condoning buggery as the buggery act make buggery punishable by death in England until 1885. Can we get a fact check on that? I'm pretty sure I read that it was like 1967. So uh, get your facts straight, John. Um, Let's say buggery act of oh, 1533. I wish I had, I wish I had a rich... You know, like uh, James White has rich. 
Wish I could just be like, hey, fact check, or uh, or um, what's his name? Hey, uh, ja- <laughs> hey Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With, and uh, Matt Fred has his Catholic Jamie now. Does he? Yes. I wonder who got that job. I should have applied for it. I forgot. Sure. He did like a video on it. Um, okay, so in Britain, sodomy remained a capital offense punishable by hanging until 1861. That reminds me, everybody become patrons so I can get my version of a Jamie. <laughs> a militant, militant Jamie. <laughs> okay yeah so he's wrong on that mm-hmm. just going for the full the anglican genre. church i belong to rejects buggery that's good to know mm. well i mean that's kind anglican, of like the anglican church 99.9 percent of the people in the world belong to has <laughs> bishops which partake in buggery openly <laughs> So the king is it kind of like turning into the in the that the the Da Vinci Code with the Priory of Siam where they do those like sex rituals and all that? Is that basically what the Anglican Church is turning into? Basically, oh, the wife just texted me; she's going to bed. Ugh, it's only nine o'clock. That day you go to bed. I women, I go to Mrs. bed at like Wagner. ten. Tell her <laughs> stay up for like thirty minutes. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Because if not, then she'll get on my side of the bed, and then I won't have the whole bed to myself. So I think I think you need to establish uh, border police for the bed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just have hard. like a, just have like just have like a row of toy soldiers down the middle. Of oh the yeah. Bed. <laughs> I'll make all the toy soldiers white, like you know, kind of like the <laughs> the little dark age edit type soldiers. They're all gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> German soldiers from the 40s, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay, sweetie, your side of the bed's Mexico. Mine is the United States. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, we have Augustine, my son, and uh nice. and he'll he'll sometimes well, he's four months old, so he doesn't do it himself, obviously. But he'll only sleep with like bed sharing, so he'll he'll be sleeping next to me. And then, like in the middle of the night, I'll kind of like move my arm and I'll like hit into something. I'll be like, oh. and then it'll be like a baby sleeping right there. I'm always scared <laughs> I'm gonna like roll over and crush him. Like, yeesh. Yeah, I wonder how. I'm curious. I wonder how you like avoid that, like the roll over and crush, because I know that's a concern. Well, um, usually, uh, I guess. Are, are you a parent? Not yet. Well, I'm not, not not married. So yeah. you'll you'll understand it, but. Uh, when it comes to uh, sleep patterns, we uh, have our sleep patterns after the baby, not the other way around. So um, <laughs> we, yes, we have to we have to like change our life around his schedule. So um, after after months of that, you get kind of used to and you get like hyper aware of when he's in the bed and stuff. Because I mean, like until about like 50, 60 years ago, like the baby would just sleep in the bed with the parents like until they were old enough to get their own bed. So like we have it ingra- ingrained in our God-given nature to be able to um, not have that happen. It's actually quite rare that you have something like this happen unless it's like a really young baby because then suffocation is a problem because the baby will sometimes roll and it's usually not crushing per se. Right. Far out. Okay. So all you parenting tips out there, Although parenting tip live stream. Militant parenting. Militant parenting. <laughs> it's time for us homophobes to come out of the closet. 
come on, don't be Bruh. racist against Germans. My family came straight from Germany over to Pennsylvania in 1720 and didn't leave until like 60 years ago. It is a sin I repeat after every confession. Far out, bro. Very so one of my friends who's very Christian got mad at me for saying that men protect women because women cannot protect themselves from the men. Why would they get mad at you from that? Are they like some feminist liberal? Like obviously very men Christian, protect women. Huh? Very yeah. Christian. <laughs> when, women can't protect themselves. Like, have you seen women? Like, have you seen a woman? <laughs> like, li like literally, I, I'm not even memeing about this. If if I went into like a UFC fight with probably the 50th ranked UFC female fighter in the world, I would probably accidentally kill her. Like, no, <laughs> like no meme. Like, I'm not even like just saying that. And then yeah. you'll have uh, who who is that like really popular? Uh, female UFC fighter Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey said that she could fight like Mike Tyson and stuff like that. I'm like, honey, yeah. I would kill you in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just, in retirement. The guy is like literal retirement village age, and he, yeah, he would probably he has like Parkinson's disease, and he'd probably still get you. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably just be in like the retirement village playing like lawn bowls or something. And then he just accidentally, Ronda Rousey's next to him. He accidentally turns, taps his shoulder on her, and she'll collapse. Yeah, it, it's That's like what I don't talking about. like people. People in the modern age from like Hollywood, because Hollywood is doing this on purpose. Oh, God, yeah. When it Mate, has it, like, it, it just me off no end. It like it just has a such a weird view of uh, of men and women that's completely unnatural. It's <clears> like um, it's like the I've been thinking about this a little bit. But I think the reason that so many Hollywood movies suck is because the um, is because the main character is a woman so many times. Yes, yeah. like, like unironically, really, I've yeah. I've I've come to just accept of myself and just be open about it. That by default, given what they do now with them, by default, when I see like an action or even a partially action movie that stars a woman or has like a very prominent woman action character, I just by default do not like it. I'm actually sick of it. It's and knowing how yeah. unnatural it is, it just it just makes me just really because, hate it. Because when you think about it, um, most story archetypes are centered around like a hero theme. Mm, yeah. And in in the in natural revelation to man, we are uh, storytellers throughout the ages are participating in the story of Christ. Mm. Is that's a story that gets unconsciously retold over and over again? Like you look at Homer. Uh, Homer and the Iliad and Odyssey are really prefiguring the person and work of Christ. Interestingly enough, like, believe it or not. So when you have a story that has a female protagonist rather than a male protagonist saving a female protagonist, because mm -hmm. you think about it, like a, a, a story with a male dying to save a woman is usually a good story. Yeah. But the other way yeah. around, it's just we know that it's unfitting because it's, it's not a participating it's, it is as a universal the psychology. The yeah. church is the bride of Christ um yeah and yeah obviously we have the husbands and wives and all ephesians 5 very explicit about that like the 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 loop-de-loop -loop pretzels that egalitarians have around ephesians chapter 5 <laughs> is like it's really something to behold it really but is. it says submit yourselves to one another oh yeah of course so therefore there's no pastors either i guess <laughs> <laughs> there That's therefore therefore christ submits to the church yeah that's it that's it therefore christ is under our authority 
and he can tell us to do stuff, but we can also tell him to do stuff. He can't basically no one can do Christ can't do anything without our consent. That's mutual submission. Oh gosh. Bald <laughs> people are mine. Why are homophobic Jamie with a capital H? Phobic. I don't think he's a native English speaker, but with homophobic it'd be P H O B I C. How does Militant Toman have a son when he looks 12? <laughs> I mean, that's look, true. Dude. We look, wait, how old are you? Uh, I don't publicly won't. disclose that. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm 22. I'll, I can tell you afterwards if you want to know, but. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 22 myself. So, um, people never yeah, tell that. I'm not 12. I can tell you that I'm a legal adult. <laughs> Just. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I had my son, um, four months ago. Well, my wife had my son four months ago. But uh, yeah, I can't tell really many age details because that would give it away. I, there's some people because I used to be more public about my age when I first started uh, doing stuff, but it just got so annoying where in like every single, every single thing I said, people would bring up my age and they would use that as like a battering tool against me that eventually I just told the people that knew like, don't tell anybody. And I just kept it under wraps. So you'd have to, you'd have to do like a legal background check on me <laughs> to, to get my age. <laughs> you have to like I mean, find my personal people, Facebook. Paul said to Timothy, "Don't let people despise your youth because of your youth." Yeah, well, uh, people online apparently don't read that. Not very I've cool. spent too many hours asleep on the rocking chair with my infant. Uh, yeah, my wife will occasionally fall asleep on the rocking chair <clears> with <throat> the baby, but I'll I'll freak out because that's like that scares me. I'm like, he's gonna roll off. He's gonna hit his head. He's gonna. Um, gonna get messed up i know because that's definitely a very very big fear i have but uh the best action movies with female leads are when the woman is a mother based <laughs> that is but like unironically if you think about it um that can kind of be true you can you can uh, prove this through natural law but mm. the thing that distinguishes a certain species from the rest of its genus is is what you focus on when it comes to uh when you when it comes to thinking about the nobility of that. So what distinguishes uh, the species of female from the species of male in the genus of human person is the fact of her reproduction. That is something mm. which a woman has, mm. which a man does not have. Yep. And therefore that is the dignifying um, difference between a, a woman and a male. So she reaches yeah, her telos in, in and over the male by, by having children by being a mother. And this is very clearly seen throughout the writings of Paul. That's how we, that's mm. how we act like yeah. is like the greatest thing you can do. And it's just amazing if you have children and become a mother, mm. that is, yeah. that's a wonderful and beautiful thing. And being yeah, a girl boss, not a girl boss is yeah, no something boss. literally what you're doing when you try to become a girl boss is you're just doing something which men can do better and yeah. you suck at. That's all yeah, you're that's doing. You're, you're like, a, Feminists want you to become a sucky male. Yeah, that's it. You're like a you're like a, a botched tranny. Needs <laughs> 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 to vape. I only vape on the chill streams. So congratulations, Milton Thomas, for getting married and having a kid. Yeah, it definitely is a great thing. Yeah, pray for me. Pray for me to get married. I, I've been like. When I was when I was younger and even into high school, and I was socially very retarded. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm still, and I'm still kind of working off the residue of that. So, um, yeah, me getting a girl is kind of an uphill challenge. So prayers appreciated. So, um, I would try to help you out, but according to YouTube, a hundred percent of my following are male. So it's not good. If you guys have a sister, cousin, um, <laughs> yeah, hit me up. I'll, I'll mail her to me. I'll give you my address. <laughs> <laughs> mail order, mail order, Chad Kath bride. That, that, if I started, think about it. If I started that business, mail order, Chad Kath wives, I would be like a billionaire overnight. Like all these guys on Twitter. I put it out on my Twitter. There'd be thousands of orders. I'd be hard to keep it up with them. <laughs> it's like that freaking, oh man, it's on my computer, I think, but it's that meme where it's, uh, um, uh, it's this, it's this like really wrinkly acne covered guy in his computer. He's like, oh, I'm hoping this, I'm, I'm still waiting for my beautiful trad wife in like the fields <laughs> of Ukraine or something waiting in the wheat fields for me. And then there's just this trad girl in like the trad like dress outfit in the middle of a wheat field and she's crying. He's like, I'm where I'm still waiting for my autistic schizo rad trad male. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. I have it here somewhere. I have it here somewhere in my, in my thick memes folder. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite memes are the ones where it's like the FBI agent. And then she had, then he has like the mask of the, uh, of, of the trad wife mask on it. Yes. It'd be like, <laughs> I'm I'm blonde and I want to have ten children with a Catholic man. <laughs> oh my god! Like, come on, they they exist, but it's in real life, guys. Like, if you're looking yeah. for a trad wife, like, uh, just I don't know how I did it. I'm a freaking autist. Like, I don't know. I can't <laughs> give advice. Why am I trying to give advice? I don't know how it happened. Is it just like was it literally just like you bumped into someone who so perfectly fits with you? that was just like that or... yeah kind of i mean we were we were close friends me and my wife were close friends for like two years and then like two or three months before i went to college um i was i w i wanted to be a celibate actually hmm. and then she uh coerced me into dating her she Fire made sure she sleep sleep she sleep deprived me um through like late night facetime chats and stuff like that where she'd let me go on my schizo autist rants. And then finally, like, finally convinced, she didn't even explicitly convince me. She just used her womanly ways to trick me into asking her out. Like, she'll, she'll tell you that it was all me, but like, come on, you were, you were brainwashing me into dating you. <laughs> believe it or not, in high school, I was the man. I was the man in oh, high yeah. school. Like, in the, in the church youth group, I was the, I was, supreme there we go this isn't the meme but it's another one wooden doors can't melt steel beams despite only making 30 percent of the mass of the us as living read more <laughs> on page 1488 of the official report titled siege by dr mason this is like all the schizo um conspiracy theories schizo supreme right here <laughs> okay let's get back to john politis anglican law baby so the king's great matter was in line with Leviticus and Deuteronomy in the Bible that said that the sin of sodomy was punished by death, like Sodom and Gomorrah were wiped out. Do you think uh, sodomy should be punished by death? Me? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of edge. I, I more so prefer exile myself. Um, that's like a communal death, really. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I'm a Catholic, so catechism of the Catholic Church isn't too friendly towards the death penalty. But I mean, that's 
it's it's not binding to where yeah. I wouldn't be able to disagree yeah. with it. It hasn't reached like, like that, that it's that revision of the catechism I read and it's like, wow, you're just a straight up like doctrinal evolutionist now. Like, oh, yeah. we've come to a greater understanding of human dignity. Like, oh, I'm sorry, was God deficient then in yeah. his own bloody yeah. creation? He, I, I, it's really hard not to read that in a way that would conflict uh, Newman's development of doctrine. And it's like, have you ever seen the footnote to that? Of the bit of the catechism? Yeah. I think I have. Um, so it's kind of funny because like with the Francis edit, he uh, he goes and like, he's like, as the magisterium has begun to recognize and then he footnotes it and you look in the footnote and it's like his own sermon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just saw it right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, foot, he footnotes himself like, I am the magisterium. <laughs> Wait, who was that Pope who said, I am tradition? Who, I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Uh, there was a pope, like I think, I think it was in the context of the schism or some other, some other dispute. And this one pope apparently said in reply, like, "I am tradition." <laughs> oh, oh, this is actually a base story. Let me, Catholic <clears throat> Catholic Herald. Oh, this is gross. Get get out of here. Okay. Um. Actually, I've got a, I've got another. So, so at Vatican One, um, the famous instance is described by John O'Malley in his recent book on Vatican One, when Cardinal Gudi spoke against certain conceptions of papal infallibility at the Council. Pius dressed him down and said, "I, I am tradition. I, I am the Church." Bruh. <laughs> okay, but admit it, based move. <laughs> Bruh. What, and what the, the, saying, the, that is peak freaking cringe there for me. <laughs> the, the virgin papal infallibility denier goes against the Chad Pope Pius the Ninth. The virgin Pius the says, I am the church. The, the 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 virgin federalist vision of the church versus the Chad rhizome. <laughs> the Chad monarchy. So, uh, okay. So, Copo, the other Paul, considering you were in Australia, remember where the Anglos used to exile their criminals? Where about? I don't remember. Was it just that they just throw them out in the desert or something? I actually don't remember that. You just like exile, just throw them to the middle of the outback, trying to survive, looking around every corner for a deadly animal, and the back and out in the bushes, you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hide your women because their skulls are about to be crushed by stones. <laughs> That's another thing they do, actually. Like, it's part of, like, treaties and that they, like, trade women. Thomas Shelby seeing his men torture and killing people. Thomas Shelby seeing someone being racist in 1930s England. Who is Thomas Shelby? Uh, have you seen Peaky Blinders? Uh, I guess you no. haven't. Okay, TV TV show based in like the 30s England, um, yeah. and it's it's a weird attempt to like subtly put in a little bit of wokeness in it uh, because like well the character himself is like half gypsy and of course there's the there's the hatred of gypsies back then, um, but it's, it's 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 like they try to put like the subtle wokeness where like he's this super like anti racist guy he really dislikes it when people are racist but he's perfectly fine with him and his own gang just like killing people. And he's like a, 
Is he a gangster? Yeah, it's a, it's a gangster. He's part of a he's like a crime lord. Oh yeah, so he must be very morally uh morally very centered. morally upright. Okay. Um all Henry did was to use his kingly authority to enforce biblical law. He is a saint. Saints usually don't commit adultery. Anne Boleyn was executed for adultery. The godly King Henry warned against <laughs> sodomy and adultery, which were also condemned in the Bible and punishable by death in Leviticus. So the godly King Henry warned against adultery. Hmm. You know what? I... <laughs> Interesting. I think, I think the... Hang on. King Henry the Eighth, The Horrible History Song on King Henry VIII. Have you seen Horrible Histories? I have not. It's a, um, what should we call it? It's a British, it's like a British, but popular in Australia, like a British kids TV show, basically showing how like bad, um, like certain parts of history are. Look up Horrible Histories, King Henry VIII, and I'll point you to what to look at. To okay. <laughs> Basically, that'll be, that'll be our reply to look at the wives of Henry VIII, that one, the song. And that's the one to. That's our. That's that. That'll be our reply to to politeness. People, especially trained swordsmen over from France, because an axe, well, that could be blunt and messy, but a sword, well, that could cut off a head in one clean slice. Oh, do you know, Henry? He was a lovely man after all. Yeah, right. Divorce beheaded and died. Divorce beheaded survived. I'm Henry VIII, I had six sorry wives. Some might say I ruined their lives. This is my, this is my show. Catherine of Aragon was one. She failed to give me a son. I had to ask her for a divorce. That broke up her heart, of course. Young Anne Boleyn, she was two. Had a daughter, the best she could do. I said she flirted with some other man. And off with a chop went dear Anne. Lovely Jane Seymour was three, the love of a lifetime for me. She gave me a son, little Prince Ed. Then poor old Jane went and dropped dead. Divorce beheaded and died. Divorce beheaded survived. I'm Henry VIII, I had six sorry wives. Some might say I ruined their lives. He's actually a lot fatter than this in real life. Anne of Cleves came at four. I fell for the portrait I saw. Oh, this then is so eyes funny. on her face and cried, She's a horse! I must have another divorce. So, uh, this story, actually, I'm going to give some backstory about this. Uh-huh. So, I can't remember who it was, but um, basically what happened is Henry needed another wife, and then his right-hand man uh, picked out this woman based on this beautiful portrait of her, <laughs> and he's like, oh, she's a beauty. King Henry VIII is going to love her. So this is a godly King Henry. She shows up and he's like, what the heck, dude? She's ugly. <laughs> and his right-hand man, you know what he did to him? What? Executed him. Oh, of course. <laughs> for getting me an oh. ugly wife. <laughs> oh, God. Like some dudes on Twitter must need. Okay, I'm not, not going to name names. <laughs> Catherine Howard was fine, a child of 19, so alive. She flirted with others, no way to behave. The axe sent young Catherine. Yeah, not like he flirted with others. He definitely didn't do that. Catherine Parr, she was lost. Was lagging. By then, all my best days were past. 
I lay on my deathbed age just 55. Lucky Catherine the last stayed alive. I mean, how unfair. <laughs> Divorce, beheaded and died. Divorce. <laughs> so yeah, John. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope uh, the, the, the godly king, I hope that kind of qualifies your view there. <laughs> okay. I think, I think we're gonna have to end the stream, guys. It's two hours and twenty minutes. I need to go no, to bed. Hang on, one it's more, one more, one more, one more meme before you end it. Woman makes history by becoming the first to. <laughs> Who cares? Men did it before her. <laughs> you're just, you're just admitting our superiority at that moment. Yeah, like men are so much more superior to women that we are we are, we are better than we are better than women at doing everything, including at being a woman. At as Bruce Jenner, who won the Woman of the Year award. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see the? Uh, did you see the? Um, there was like this Miss America. I think it was like Miss Nevada beauty pageant, and a literal transgender man oh won it. It's like, look, guys. It makes sense if we're beating you in weightlifting. It makes sense if we're beating you in running. It makes sense <laughs> if we're beating you in fighting. But beating you in beauty pageants, like step up your game. We're going to literally win at everything at this point. I, 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 that's what makes me think that the whole, the whole, the whole training movement is just a really elaborate ploy by MGTOWs to just beat women at everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will see you guys. Um, become patrons follow me on twitter facebook everything i'll probably have another maybe have another stream tomorrow i'm not sure yet i had two today so i might take tomorrow off but um saturday is uh alan rule and we'll be talking nice. about the crusades so uh more baseness so i will see you guys later and god bless